It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's, What's up? up? What's what is up? Uh, you know what I've done uh, over the... Hang on a second here. Pull that down. Some producing. Uh, you know what I've done over the months, uh, years at this point, since we have not been in studio together, is I've adjusted. So I say, what's up now with you guys? Oh, um, fancy. So, wow. so I figured out what the delay is so that we can all still say it together. I'm not saying that I would call myself a hero. I would be very uncomfortable with that, but I could certainly understand why the rest of you would. It makes a lot of sense. This is episode number two and zero of Jobbing Out. Episode number two and zero of Jobbing Out. Anyone want to venture and guess? Two and zero. Hmm. Hmm. And the numbers are connected. I want that to be. Yeah, very clear. I, was, I was gonna say I, I could come up with something four zero sure. and four two, but not necessarily connected. Two and zero. I would like for someone to make a guess. Not everybody at once, though. That would be bad if it was everybody at once. Oh, let's say two shows next Saturday and zero credibility from either major wrestling company. Uh, okay, I like where your head's at. There will be two shows next. I don't. I, I think that maybe zero credibility is a is a bit much. But sure, I I hear where you're going to go with this. I understand. It's not it's not a terrible guess, frankly. It's not ter- it's it's not what I was thinking of this time. But I like it, uh, Brandon. Um, I will say. I got nothing. I All right. Know. Thank you for no help. Uh, how about on Tag Team Appreciation Night? <laughs> there were two tag team. tag team matches and zero women's tag team matches, despite you being in the throes of trying to push <laughs> women's tag team wrestling. Brilliant. Yeah, it's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's uh, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun. He's Brandon Linton. Before we get any further, Aaron, uh, you made an announcement this week. You uh, um, Perhaps there are people that didn't see it. You want to tell everybody about it? I do. You know, after we uh, interviewed Chris Bay a few weeks ago, I heard his story about packing up, going from D.C. to Vegas, and I thought, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I got a new job. I'm working with VSIN which is Brent Musburger's Sports Gambling Network out in Las Vegas, and I will be leaving Maryland to go to Vegas at the end of the month. We finally got rid of him! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Woo-hoo! Oh, man, that is too bad. You're going to have to quit the show and everything. Ah, that just... Wait, what's that? What's that? What's that now? You're going to keep doing... Fuck! I mean, there's no difference between doing it here and doing it there. Yeah. I'll tell you the one difference. <laughs> Glenn and I just... Glenn and I just had to uh, adapt to some fucked up time. That's going to be the difference. Well, yeah. no, I'll probably just. Yeah, well, I mean, Aaron. Aaron apparently has to wake up at like two a.m. every day. In order yeah. To oh wow, really? I might it's... be doing the morning show out there. Which oh, well, then yeah. it'll be perfect. Then yeah, there we go. It's a, it's a real, we go. real weird bit. 
Um, but yeah, we're, look, we're happy for Aaron. Um, it's it is a bummer because in a normal world we do get together, not regularly, but we get together um, occasionally, and it, that sucks. It sucks that we won't be able to do that. Um, hopefully, but in typical fashion, we're happiest for ourselves. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. This is the best news, as Brandon has already pointed out, is that this means the next time we go to Vegas, we've got somewhere to stay. Like right. that's absolutely. <laughs> Like, I guess we're happy for Aaron because we're supposed to be, but we're really happy for us. <laughs> By the way, isn't the rumor for WrestleMania, whenever the hell it begins again, for the next one to be in Vegas? Isn't that uh, the big rumor? See, that's always, I've always assumed that they were going to do, assuming they can do LA in 2021, which we don't right. know, that they'll do another East Coast one and then uh, Vegas in 2023. That's always been my, what I, would I think thought, they would, but yes. I would think they would try to make it We're definitely all doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, if that's the case. Yeah. And I, I would think they would try to make it up to Tampa in the meantime. Like, I would think they would right. try to... Right, so I, I'm thinking Tampa's 2022. I was that thinking wouldn't... Atlanta because they haven't hit that yet since the new stadium, but now that Tampa... Yeah. yeah, I would think that they would want to do that. Um. So when are you going to know, like, the details of what you're going to be doing? Uh, Probably sometime next week, the exact okay. details on what I'll be doing. But, yeah, I'm probably moving uh, Price Starting to Drive two, day, two weeks from today. Holy shit, Damn. man! Holy shit! Yeah. Well, like seriously, congratulations! I know it's a very yes. diff- it's it's a horrible time for anybody to be looking for a job. So, like, congratulations on getting a job. Like, congratulations on beating the odds at the moment. Right. <laughs> it is a terrible time to be looking for work. Uh, we're happy for you. Obviously, it's a very good fit for you, as everyone knows. Aaron is a degenerate gambler. Uh, who has a problem and should seek help. So this is a great place for him to be. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome, and uh, they're lucky to have you, and that'll be a great fit for uh, everybody involved. It'll be a bummer to not be able to get together to watch pay-per-views, uh, stuff like that during the course of the year. But well, um, we can't do that anyways for now. That's a good point. It's not it's like we're missing point. much. It's not like we're missing much. At but Glenn, the we just have to go to Vegas to do it. Correct. It's, it's terrible. God, that would just be this, awful. This show has that budget. Just be, yeah, we'll pull it out <laughs> of the show budget when we do that. Uh, but great news. We're, uh, we're happy for Aaron, and that's cool. And, um, and maybe we can lean more into wrestling betting uh, in the future on the show. Maybe we can do a little bit more with that. I hope we do, because I'm actually forward. really fascinated by that. Um, I've, I've always thought it was interesting. I've tried, like, for the sake of enjoying it, I've tried to avoid myself, like, looking at, like, like next week we'll have. So, you know, we're going to do a pick show next week. Uh, AJ has told me he will be able to be a part of the pick show. Uh, next week for uh, SummerSlam and for uh, TakeOver. And I've always purposely tried avoiding like odds myself just because I don't want to know if somebody knows something. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. I just don't I don't want to know. But I also get that it's it's kind of ubiquitous at this point. Like it's sort of it's part of the furniture and I I will I will live especially because we very rarely have odds any longer. I think that we might we might maybe introduce the, the, the betting aspect more into the show as we move forward. There we go. Um, but cool, man. Cool. Happy for you. Yeah. Happy for you. Um, now I get to find a way to clean out my house in the next two weeks. Yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> like, a little bit. Uh, are, 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 is the family going the same day that you go? Or are they? No, I'll, I'll be going first, but... I think uh, my family's going to be moving in with my mother-in-law for, you know, for a little bit there. Okay. So we're still trying to clean everything out of our house in the it's next a, it's a It's a rough time, like, to try to go to a new school. Like, that's... Well, that's, that's a funny thing, because it's all online anyways. It's so, all the same. So do you have your daughter do, like, school from Maryland? Or do you have her, 
like register already for school in Nevada at this point. Yeah, that's we're a, still talking about that so right now. This is so. that's actually that's actually might it might be like a happy thing that you could just keep doing Maryland's. Well, the time change would be really yeah. Stupid. I mean that would that would suck for her, but you know what? If I have to wake up early, so does she. <laughs> I mean, it's called parenting. The school starts at eight. That means it starts at five. It actually started because they, they're pushing it back. It doesn't start at eight here. It starts at like nine or ten or oh, something. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then well, seven o'clock. wake up at bad. six o'clock. Come on. What are we doing? It's actually a good habit to get into. Yeah. That's that's just called learning how the real world works. That's, that's right. right. It's called tough parenting. All right. <laughs> uh, do not do not have a guest scheduled for this week's show. I had a couple of things. We were hoping to catch up with somebody from Ring of Honor as they have announced they are coming back. Um, so maybe after I say all of this, we end up going back and inserting something into the show. But as of right now, um, nothing that's official. We have when a lot. are they coming back, Glenn? Uh, next next week, right? That's the time period. Next week, that's when. Oh, yeah, no, you mean coming back like they're going to film the shows without fans and put yes. them on? Yes. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. What did you think I meant? Coming back to the area like a live event. Oh, well, I, mean, I mean, they will be in the area. In the area. That is where yeah. they're <laughs> filming from. <laughs> they are, that is true. This is where they are. They're definitely doing the shows here. Um, yeah. But are they doing it at the dojo? I actually didn't even see that. That was one of the things. I didn't see it's if that, I don't think it was that's announced, but I think yeah. the assumption is that is it's it at the dojo. From the dojo. All I saw was Baltimore. I didn't see like the building. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't imagine that UMBC would just say like, hey, here, have the building for as long as you possibly need it. Like, I, I don't think they would do that, but I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they would just <laughs> say, hey, we'll go tape four episodes and then we'll show back up in a month and tape four more episodes at UMBC. I don't, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, so here, look, we, we reached out and a couple people that uh, that we're friends with, we, we will see. I, it seems like they're not doing a lot of talking about it at the moment beyond the statement that they released. But um, maybe that's because they're bigger. Like People still kind of want to know what they're going to do about Marty Skrull. But hell, there are bigger problems in the wrestling world um, that we yep. need to deal with. So there's a million places that we could possibly start this week. A million. Um, I, here's what we'll do. I'll let you guys tell me what most what what's what's sticking mostly in your crawl, Brandon. I'll start with you this time. Give me the thing that you most want to handle first, not whole company wise, just one particular issue from the week that you would like to discuss first. Well, the first thing I want to say is that Raw Underground doesn't even crack my top five or six. It is amazing because <laughs> it's irrelevant to I this would, whole I conversation. Like to. We'll, um, get, we'll get there. I'm going to, because I know where Aaron's going to go, I'm going to leave that one alone. And I'm going to say that how do you screw up Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho? How, how? This is, this is where we're starting, huh? Um, it was awful. How do you do that? It was the number one most, int- dude, I watched AEW before I watched NXT this week because I wanted to see that match. Um, you did it. You built this thing up to be the most important thing on any of the shows, and that's what you do. Well, I think we know the answer, though, right? The answer is they were trying to get to a third match. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, that, that, this, this isn't the blow-off. Like, that's, but, but how do you justify that? Nothing screwy happened. It was just a terrible finish. I mean, but, I mean like, it involved outside interference. and a Not screw- really. It did. I mean, there was outside, Ow. not in the actual way the match ended, but during the match, um, no, nothing, nothing and, really and happened. It, well, first of all, Jericho he won the pinned first him match fair in a terrible yeah. way in which I could pin him fair. Like, but but, but that's laid there. And but more than happen. anything, that justifies track. the need for a third. That's his finisher. Right. To be fair, right. Dude, that it is awful. Orange Cassidy's finisher. It didn't finisher. look like it could pin me. 
that's fine, but that's his finisher. It's always I mean, been his finisher. It is. That's true. I've never seen him do that move ever. Hi, who's, 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 who's chiming saying, in here? Who's saying hi? Is that Dottie? Hi, Dottie. Um, look, I, yeah, it's. I agree that it's weak. But he didn't that, like it either. But that's sort of part of the Orange Cassidy story. It's like I don't know what you're expecting in a finisher when you get it from Orange Cassidy. But more than anything, what it does is it allows a scenario in which next week Chris Jericho can come back and say, you got lucky, um, that wasn't legitimate, and we need a third match. And he's 1-1, and Orange Cassidy's 1-1. And you read so now, the whole story about Mike Chioda. Uh, I, look, they definitely were a little more obsessed with Mike Chioda last night than was justifiable. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I, I, I guess I'm going to say two things. One, I disagree that you ruined it. Um, I don't think you ruined it. I, I, I think it was fine, but it wasn't even in my top four complaints on AEW last night. Um, wasn't even my top three complaints about the match. So what are your complaints about the match then? Well, the, the fact that Jericho was wrestling. Well, that's, that's, that's certainly, I knew that was going I didn't know if that was going to be your one or your two. Um, that's one. What are your other two? No, I mean, that, that was basically like that oh, okay. match should not have happened last night. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with that either, but we will, we will get back to that. Um, the, a- the match also wasn't good. I mean, I don't know how anyone could make the argument that that was a good match. The but other it, one it was, was a thousand times better. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but I, I don't, I don't know that I thought this was terrible. I, I think that, that it was you're just nothing. It wasn't like, you know, it just wasn't what was promised. It was not, I don't know. It's well, just like was, all that he... hype for that. And then you make it about Mike Kyoto and making him a character. Like, I just don't understand why that was done. It just, it gives Jericho another thing to, to say when, you know, they're clearly saying this is going to be a match at all out. They're sandwiching a match between two, you know, two pay-per-view that's, matches. That's fine, but they didn't, he didn't get screwed over. <laughs> But, he's, but in Jericho's mind, he's going but, to and, say it. And also, you're not supposed to have the face be the one screwing the heel over. That's not supposed to work that way. It is delicate when you're trying to figure out how you justify um, a heel like getting a third match. So it's not as simple as saying we need to have outside interference. Well, this is still a face who's su- not supposed to win by outside interference. So, so how exactly are you... Look... If your complaint is that you think that they position this as being the blow-off, I mean, they certainly hyped it. There's no question about that. There's yeah, a lot and, of hype the, around this but, match. But, but you it was, don't need him to win this match. Who? Orange Cassidy? Yes. Yes. You do. Yeah, you then do. You no, have you don't. You have him lose from cheating. You could do that forever. You can have a face lose by cheating forever and I continue mean, to do the match. I, I, at some point, you have to have somebody win to judge. I, I, I will disagree with that. The, to constantly have somebody lose and to say they just keep deserving matches because we say they do, that, that's, that, that's flawed to me. That doesn't work because everything in professional wrestling is loose cheating, right? Like, there aren't really rules. So it's very difficult to suggest that you can say forever, oh, this person cheated. Well, we, you know, people punch. People do things that are technically cheating in every match because there aren't. Nobody really knows what the rules are any longer. And we praise things like sometimes, like we praise at the beginning of the show how smart it is for the Dark Order, and Brandon, I know you'll get to that and complain about it later, to um, attack somebody before a match, right? Well, if what we're going to talk about is how smart it is, then how do we say it's cheating? Like, it's such a, a blurred line to say it's cheating. You did need to even up the odds. You did. You needed to even up the score to set up the third match. Now, 
did you need to did you need to hype it and make it a you know a, a centerpiece thing? I, I I think I think you did because it's Chris Jericho wrestling Orange Cassidy. I I guess what I would say is like my expectations for it were not what your expectations were because there was no reason to think that they were going to turn around and position these guys to do something else come Labor Day weekend when we're this quick to it. The idea that they were going to blow off the feud last night and spin both of these guys into something else altogether that made sense going towards Labor Day weekend, that that never clicked with me. I always thought this was the way this was going. Okay. All right. So there's that. Now we've... we've We've handled that. Then. We've handled that. I, I guess we should just talk about Jericho since we're talking about Jericho. All right, anyways. that can be your number one this week. Your number one that, is Chris that, that was not okay. That, I mean, that it's going to be your number, number one, one then this week. Then then it's going to be your number one if you want to talk about it. Well, okay, fine. Then if I'm going with my number one, then we have to talk about the end of NXT and Velveteen Dream. All right. So here's how we're going to do this. I'll I'll just to bail you out. I'll make Chris Jericho my number one, <laughs> Dick. And then it's not really, but I'll make it my number one so that we can do this in order. Um, yes. uh, look, I I don't know. What, do we know when they tape? Do we know anything about like? I'm pretty sure last night was live. Last what? night, I don't live. know for sure, but we think it was. There, live. there. Well, I mean, someone was there. Whether they were at a, there were tapings last night. Whether okay. it was, yeah, there were live shows. So, yes, I'm fairly certain it was live, or if not live, live to tape. It was taped that day. Um, yes. So the complaint is that Chris Jericho was just at, uh, the Sturgis rally and doing a concert in front of thousands of people who were not social distancing, um, that based on what we understand the rules to be that, uh, AW should not have allowed it, uh, Chris Jericho to be a part of the show last night. So it's a fine complaint. I don't inherently disagree with it. There's probably a next level that's more relevant. Like, I think that all of us that have brains know that these guys probably aren't all perfectly social distancing at all times, right? Like, the, we, we all know that that's the case. The more relevant statement is the one where you say, well, here you have... You know, you allow Taz to do the sloppy shop bit. Mm-hmm. It, you know, aren't isn't just this proof that your shop is just as sloppy? Yes. Yeah, sure, yeah. fine, yes, whatever. Um, except that Chris Jericho hasn't tested, and yeah, while I presume that, that he was tested a couple of times before um, he was allowed to get in the ring, we won. We, I don't think we know that with certainty. And two, we all know that somebody can test negative uh, on a rapid test and then test positive the next day. There's a million things. It's a really bad look. There's no question about that. It's a really bad look. Is it inherently wrong? Did AEW have the obligation the moment that they saw that Chris Jericho was at a concert where people weren't social distancing that they needed to say, nope, we are going to step in here and not allow him to wrestle? I don't know, man. I just don't know. He did four concerts, by the way. He didn't but we, do but one. We, but he we did don't four but we, shows in a week. But we don't know. We haven't seen pictures of every single one. No, he know. said he did four shows. I know that. We, we, but we saw don't, pictures from two of them. Right. We don't know if that one of them, for whatever reason, their people actually were distanced or one of them. But like, either way, he was on tour in four different places. Right. I, dude, I mean, I'm, it's just I'm, I'm with you. Whether they were or not, it still doesn't. Well, it does. Look, look I mean, good, like you it, know, I mean, sure. None of it looks good, but it does matter if it, like, you know, a concert they were actually social distancing or like the thing. Well, I guess my point is that that would just make it worse than what I already think. 
<laughs> you know, like like if even if what he's saying is 100 percent true, which is that they hid on the bus all day, went into the concert, you know, went right back to the bus, didn't go around anyone. It would be irrelevant to what the people there were doing as far as on him. Right. Because he's going to be far enough away from the people, aside from the fact that he's contributing to something that really pisses me off. Oh, no question. Him actually being exposed is the same no matter what the fans are doing, if that's true. And if that's true, I think it's bad. And if he's taking pictures with people and talking to fans, that's even worse than what he's saying. So at a bare minimum, it's bad. And at what we don't know, it could be a thousand times worse. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not telling you you're wrong. I don't know... I don't know what the rules are, right? Like, if 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 the suggestion is, hey, if this happened in the NBA, then the NBA would suspend that or would force that player back into a a ten day quarantine. We saw what happened when um, Lou Williams uh, went, baseball. went to go get uh, wings in Atlanta at the strip club. Amazing. I, I don't disagree that that maybe should be the rules. That like the the rules should be for every wrestling company. Dude, you know, this is what you're doing. Now, we also know that the difference in the NBA is they've created a bubble, so, like, they're being, you know, hardcore about this type of stuff. Like, they're not messing around. In fact, you can't even let your, your Tinder chicks come into the NBA bubble now, <laughs> which, is, which is crazy. Whereas professional wrestling's kind of always, like, if, if we're being honest about it, they've been pretty sloppy the entire time. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I don't know what to say here. I think the easiest thing for me to say is, like, yes, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't be okay. This shouldn't be allowed. If I'm AEW, I, I don't know that it reconciles it, but if I'm AEW, I'd be quick to say, well, look at look everywhere. Look everywhere in professional wrestling. Like, you're, you're, people are going out and doing things. We, we can't force them to come live somewhere. We don't pay them enough. This isn't the NBA. We can't force them to stay in a dormitory and be around nobody else. We don't pay them for what they're doing on the weekends. They have to be able to go make their living doing what it is they do on the weekends. We don't have that option. We can't force that. In in a perfect world, I agree. Should Chris Jericho have been wrestling on the card? No. They should have stepped in and said, sorry, dude, can't do that. But I, I think this is more complicated than we want it to be. Yeah. Well, uh, can I say one thing to his credit? He was honest about it. He wasn't like the baseball players that were trying to sneak back in without telling anybody. I mean, you um, play a concert. You can't really sneak yeah, I mean, around. I mean, like, there are definitely pictures. It's not, I don't know what he was going to say <laughs> afterwards. It's like, no, that wasn't me. That was Mishmerica. <laughs> Fair, but I think, you know, he was like, we're good. Now, his explanation for saying, Oh, I looked and these four were still on the on the schedule and I don't know how that happened. That's ridiculous. I mean, he has an entire <laughs> tour coming up. He, he he just added a lot of dates, including one in Baltimore. That's true. Where? But but it's Wait, no where, it is where I don't in know Baltimore? if you've read that, but second. it's like he's like I don't know how these dates no, no, still no, 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 stayed whoa, on our calendar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, what wait, do you mean? Like whoa, you have the Brandon, Brandon. power to say I don't want to do those. Where like, where where is he playing in Baltimore? At soundstage. How is that a thing? Well, it's, it's so it, they're not going to happen. I mean, so it's it's for October or something. He rescheduled okay. his whole tour. Oh. You know, oh. to a degree, a lot of you know, we we have an event that's scheduled for October that's not going to happen. Okay. It's like some of these artists are like, 
No, you just sort it, of keep kicking the can down the hallway. But it, you know, it, it would, now his band probably actually thinks they're going to play that date. No, but it would be but, new, it'd be newsworthy if like they were trying to play some outdoor show somewhere or like a drive-in type of deal. Like that was what I was trying to figure out. If it's just a date that's on the schedule, that's going to yeah. end up being postponed. Right. They, that's they, just they basically go. rescheduled their whole summer tour for the fall. Right. I mean, right right now in right now in Baltimore, you can have twenty-five people in a building. So. Yeah, you know. I mean, well, you know, there's some there's some acts that draw roughly 25 people <laughs> when they play shows, so it wouldn't be a problem for them. Um, here's here's what it comes down to, though. It wouldn't be a big deal because, as you said, like this is no worse than other what other wrestling companies are doing. But AEW had held themselves and boasted about holding the company to a higher standard. So you got to tell me a little companies. bit more about that. I I'm very aware of obviously the sloppy shop thing. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Has there been more of that, but like behind the scenes, have they? Tony Khan had said stuff about you know they they had basically held themselves up as a as a you know we're doing this the right way. Okay. By the way, this is always seventy five percent of the things I complain about them is like if you just keep your mouth shut, none of this would be an issue. Yeah, and I think maybe part of the reason why it didn't bother me is like one, I can dismiss the sloppy shop thing as just being like that's 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 good pro pro wrestling, right? Like not nothing's real, nothing's real. If somebody says sloppy shop, you don't get to hide and, and say like, well, yeah, but it turns out they were sloppy too. Well, the, it's professional wrestling. Like they're just saying whatever they want to say. No, but, so, but, but but except we know they mean it. It's not. It's it's like no, <laughs> that's I, the thing. I, it's I, like I, I'm gonna disagree. They are saying this stuff in real life too. But that's the, that, not just that, on the show. That's a completely different conversation. Um, I'm not gonna criticize Taz for the sloppy shop line because he's on a television show. I'm just not. You're not gonna get me to do that. No, but if Tony Khan is saying yes, things Tony, on Twitter, if that's Tony when Tony Khan is trying to suggest that they are that they are better, they are safer, they are whatever. Then yeah, that 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 argument is lost. Now, part of that is I don't pay any attention to it and make nothing of it because we're living in an era where everybody thinks they're a politician and nobody tells the truth about anything ever. So. I, I just yes. it, it impacts me in zero ways that Tony Khan that's a, that's a good point would try to yeah. suggest that um, it's we just lie about everything all the time forever this is the greatest gaslighting area in the history of this country like you know, we've certainly had bigger problems as a country um, you know slavery but this is as far as gaslighting is concerned it is you know nobody is there is no truth anymore so I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't get worked up about work worked up about it or follow it but do we have that obligation to call them out for it? Don't disagree. Don't disagree at all. We have the obligation to say it's this is this isn't how things should be. It should not work this way. If you if you should be allowed to do this, if if somebody is regulating what you're doing, then the people that regulate it should have the obligation to step in and say no. No. If you want your license, you don't get to let people go off and so obviously be doing this stuff and then turn around and wrestle on a Wednesday. Nope. Nope, not okay. I, 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 you know, this is Florida, so that's never going to happen. Like, there, there are no rules there. Their biggest export is fraud, so like, it's, it's not going to be the case. But like, in a real state, if it, if it was Maryland, I would demand that the government step in and say no. If we're going to allow you to do this thing here, you can have this conversation about Ring of Honor in the coming weeks. If we see, you know, insert Dan Moff doing something like this somewhere then the commission in maryland should have an obligation to step in and say nope not gonna happen but in florida i think they actually demand it i think they require it in fact in florida where they're like yeah you better not wear a mask in fact didn't we see that like a fucking uh sheriff in florida this week 
Yeah, made Ocala. It, made it illegal for any of his officers to wear a mask? Yes. I mean, yes. What, what do you think you're getting in that state? I man? think I think I think they get issued a citation if they don't break enough COVID CDC Correct. standards. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works in that state. All right. So now on to now. Aaron. Um in a way I'm 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 kind of glad that you had texted about it before I saw it because it actually allowed me to figure it out. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I figured out what was happening. I was like doing the match. I'm like, who could they possibly be putting in this match that would cause Aaron to react this way? And then I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I was I literally running through all the bizarre things. I'm like, could it be, was it Hulk Hogan? Could that be it? Like, <laughs> no, that's not. And I finally realized, you know, who it would be, and it made sense. And that's what it is. Obviously, we're referring to the fact that Velveteen Dream returned in the, uh, the triple threat match uh, to end NXT. It's certainly problematic um the question is does it go beyond that and this is this is going to go back into like what are the rules right i by the way i predicted this not specifically but i told you i kept saying i thought he was going to show up somewhere well i mean i'm not here's what i'll say I, i i keep trying to look for evidence that i've missed and in the absence of that i don't i don't know i'm trying to figure out what what any company would do like this is i'm trying to make a comparison to like if an nba player was in the same situation and i don't know is all i can say back i don't know it it seems to be too much of an evidence of too much evidence to suggest that it's it's possible that this is all simply made up i don't really want to get into the weeds of is there something we don't know where these girls were telling this guy they were 19 and he believed they were 19? And they were boys, right? Yes. Well, they were, they were both. Oh, okay. I didn't see the female complaints. Yeah. There I was, actually hadn't seen that either, to there be was, honest. There was, well, there, there, was a, there was a girl, the, 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 the sound of him asking, where do you go, where do you go to school, um, hmm. allegedly came from a female. Okay. Um, who said there were two other females. Did, did any of these people, like, did he, do we have evidence that shows that he knew he was dealing with underage people? Yeah, in the latest ones, yes. I mean, do we? You, you got to share Yeah, like, like there, there's the, there is conversation that makes it very clear that he's that's, not. I, I, you're going to have to tell me, I, I know the sound, I don't like doing this. You're going to have to tell me what that was. I, I just remember I, I, I haven't gone back, but I do remember that being a thing where it was fairly obvious that they were talking to someone who was underage. Uh, all right. You're going to I have not. I, found- I, I can go through right now and see if I can find it real quick. But I'm fairly, fairly certain that in at least one of these conversations, it was made pretty clear. Uh, so, so, so there is one thing here that and again, this is like based on a lot of assumption and but it's a sort of like a way that i've sort of looked at the way that big companies are handling these sort of things and i can't imagine that at least they don't believe that they're clear here and the reason i have to say that is because he's not that valuable and that's part of the it's part of what i'm what struggling does with. them being clear mean like, That's they are clear problem. that they're right, 
They are no, clear that or there he is are, clear of whatever things he's being accused of, and or or at least that he's the the worst of it. At least he they're sure that he hasn't done, or they have some reason to believe. And the reason they say that is because he's not John Cena. And I think if this was John Cena, I don't know if we'd ever be able to be sure. Um, at least. From, from a standpoint that we are, where we can't see what the real evidence is, I think we have to be real careful about how we use the word evidence. Um, we're not a court. We aren't law enforcement people. Um, this is, this goes back to like people saying they do their own research about things. Like There's still a shaded version, however you want to feel about it. It's shaded from someone's side of things that you're seeing online. You're not seeing a 360-degree view of anything. And I'm not defending him either. I'm just saying like, There is a multi-billion-dollar corporation who had to, who had to vet this. It's a weird feeling. It's a really weird feeling. I'm I'm looking at again the text that I saw originally. This was the text where the the kid said he was 16 and alleged that he was grooming. But at no point in any of the texts does do you see anything that even would remotely suggest that was the case. It was a tweet from a young man who said. Uh, Patrick Clark is is clearly trying to to groom me, and then you read it, and you're like, well, none of that. He, right, he, that was the one I saw where, says, when cut, we talked initially. That just, I said, just, I don't just really keep in, get just keep in contact with me over the next few months. This. You do understand why I'm not as open with you as you probably like. Like, there's nothing in there that's an example of anything that would be inappropriate in any way. So I, I I'm not look. There's a lot of different things that have been said about this dude, which make me feel really uncomfortable. But yes. before I do the thing where I, I damn WWE, I, I need to know that there's something that makes this unambiguous. Because, look, the, the idea that he was sending naked... The, the, some of these allegations that he was sending naked, uh, naked pictures to girls uh, that, were, that were underage. But nothing was ever like proven that like, he knew they were underage. Dude, it's definitely questionable that he'd be sending naked pictures on the internet to strangers. Like, that's a, that's a really stupid thing to do. And and this audio of him asking, where do you go to school, which is bizarre, but like... Could be a college. Yes, we do ask the same thing about people that are in college. There is definitely enough evidence that makes you uncomfortable. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm not wildly uncomfortable, but the step between uncomfortable and damning, and, and with Brandon's point in mind, and I, and I did think about that a lot last night, I have not had that part yet to me... Where I've said, no, this is why I can't, you know, like, there's there's no gray area anymore. This is not, like, Antonio Brown, I've got a text message that he says, I jacked my dick on your back. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of That's gray. That's not funny, but I mean. It's not funny, but, like, th- there's no gray area for me anymore. Like, you now have the obligation to prove how that's not real, right? Like, that, all of that, that is overwhelming evidence to me that you committed a sexual assault. When you texted the victim for no reason to say that. I don't have that yet with Patrick Clark. And while, again, I'm not doubting this young man, this young man who claims that that he was groomed and that Patrick Clark is a predator, what he presented in no way backs that up. Like, it it made it look worse for him. And I'm not, I don't want to be a victim shamer. I don't want to be that guy. I, that, that's, that's an awful thing to do. But, if you if you make a statement and provide evidence and then like your evidence isn't that at all that's a boy it's a tough sell like i don't know what else to say it's a really tough sell and and, Brandon- and add to it 
that why would a corporation and that's, with I, Brandon's point endless is, things to lose risk that for this guy? Here's if, here's my what, question. There's nothing to gain for WWE by backing him. Well, I mean, we have very little about him as a future star forever. Yeah. Uh, like, it, he, they would drop him in three right. seconds. I mean, like, if, they, if, if, if there was absolute proof, yes, they would. And But here's kind of where it gets a little bit dicey for me about the, well, here, because we are saying this, because we're saying, well, there's nothing clear about it, because it, it gives them the room to not really do, like, and I'm not saying this is the case, and it's why I think that they needed to release a statement if they were doing it. This, this is the biggest flaw to me, is that if they did an investigation and they didn't come up with anything, I want to see that investigation, because... Let's be honest, the WWE track record is not a great track record. I, I, so like, it's just as likely that they saw this, thought, okay, there's no real evidence here, and didn't do an investigation. I think there's room between the things that we're talking about. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that you're – and I, I make the comparison to the Baltimore Ravens all the time in the handling of Ray Rice. Like, the Ray Rice evidence was easy to get for TMZ. The Baltimore Ravens could have got it if they wanted it. They didn't really want to get it, but that's because Ray Rice was a superstar – and Ray Rice was a guy they liked, and they didn't want to know the truth. Well, that's and, if you believe that. I mean, like, there were a lot of people that said the NFL and the Ravens had seen it and just weren't acknowledging there, that. There are, there are people that the, – the, the secondary video, the obvious video, yeah. um, I, there, is, there is reason to believe they, they, purpo- they either purposely or just didn't try hard enough to get that particular video. That they, they had seen other things, but the, the one clear-as-day video – Anyway, they were getting lost in the weeds on this. Got it. Um, the point being, do I think it's possible? I think it's possible. I think when it gets to the point where we're not talking about one allegation, when we're talking about multiple allegations, that it becomes more difficult. And I don't disagree with Brandon's point being that, like, this isn't a person that was really as beneficial to you as Enzo was. Right. Like, that was en- also police, though. I, I understand that. I do get it. But we can't – while we all think Patrick Clark has the ability as a wrestler and as a personality to be a star, he's not that. He wasn't drawing massive ratings for NXT. He wasn't any of those things. It's it's a bummer. But and, the- and depending on what you believe, they either changed their title picture because of this or they were never going to give him the belt to begin with. And they – um. They he was not on TV for like a month and a half, so they did something. We just don't know what. And that's Aaron's I, point. This, this and, and that's is, part of the problem is I think that it, especially right. for this situation when there are multiple allegations, when you know it, it it does raise the question: What did they do? Well, and let's. This is where I think I can close, sort of close this gap, right? Where where do we go from our being uncomfortable about it? To me, like I'm I'm not at the Here's the, the, the comparison I would make. It would really affect me as a human being that wants to see the Baltimore Ravens win football games if the Baltimore Ravens signed Antonio Brown. It would really impact me. I don't give a shit if he's a distraction. I don't care about any of that stuff. Most of that is coded racism. I care about the idea that like the evidence suggests that he is he has absolutely committed sexual assault. And that's a line for me. Like I'm not I don't you don't go over that line. Um I don't I don't care about anything else. It would negatively impact my ability to enjoy watching the Baltimore Ravens this season if they were to go down that road, which I don't think they will, but like I'm just using this as an example. It could happen. 
By sure. the way, it's it's sure. a bare minimum domestic abuse, and then up from there. I mean, the 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 text messages suggest it's a sexual assault. Period. Like, yeah. the, the, if, if that evidence, unless you can prove to me that that evidence is fake, I, there's no there's no getting around it. I've got I, the, a preponderance of evidence that it's true. I would feel the way, by the way, if I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I would not be comfortable with Tyreek Hill being on my no. football team in any way. I would not be comfortable with it. And it's not about whether or not. He does the right thing now. It's it's just. That, By the way, that, everybody in Pittsburgh was happy when they traded him. But that's a that's a different. But thing. But how does Pittsburgh feel it's about Roethlisberger? It's a different thing, right? Like <laughs> it's different. It's a different thing. Um, he was I, never charged with anything. Yeah. The, the, anyway, let's not do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm saying it would negatively impact me. I'm not. I'm uncomfortable with Velveteen Dream. I, I am. I'm, I'm flatly uncomfortable. He's, he was in a prominent match this week. He's going to be in another prominent match next week. I, I don't think that they're going to put him into the ladder match. Like I, It would seem like Finn Balor would make more sense, but maybe they will. Um, which, which begs the question, why are they doing it? And that's, it's a fair question, right? Like It's a fair question, and it might play into the idea of they're, they're using him while they're still figuring their stuff out right like where they don't think they they don't think there's any fire but they still want to buy their time in the process that they're still they're going to use him but not elevate him until they know with certainty that they're in the clear i don't get that i would just not use him yeah that seems like a terrible idea to me but I know the whole thing is really confusing, man. It's a really confusing thing where I I didn't come away from it last night saying this is this is proof that the WWE should be burned to the ground. This is shameful. I need to know more. And I think what closes the gap is this is where the lack of a credible, you know, wrestling media because we all the, the wrestling more than anything has become um, you know, stooge media. And 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 let's say it the right way. We'll do anything to get interviews. We'll do anything for you to you know put your guests on our shows. Um, that it's it's we think that the ratings trade off for getting Triple H to show up is worth the fact that we don't actually cover you. Um, it's a shame because this is where you could really use it. We the WWE should answer the question. They should absolutely answer the question. How much have you done on this? Why are you comfortable? letting him be back out there. Frankly, they should do that on their own. They shouldn't need a media to be after them about it. They should do that for the sake of just the people like Aaron that are sitting at home wanting to flip off their TV the moment that they see Velveteen Dream show up. They should. But didn't they release that statement, though, that pretty much said that we don't have to because this is, this is how we treat these situations, and period, right, and but, they did. But, and that's, but that's a problem. And we it's okay can yet. like it or not like it, it's, right. Well, so, then that, that's a very dumb way of going about right. business because, you know, going back to just, again, and, and this goes down to basically no, like, credibility but, but, in general, is that, w, you know, we can talk about Enzo, we can talk about Rich Swan, but those were actions that involved police reports. In the history of WWE, they don't do well when it doesn't involve police when it comes to allegations of anything. But that's a very well, pretty much a, came out and said that, right? And but the, and they say like anyone who's charged with the things and then other yes, that's what they say. They, seriously, but but they haven't proven that they take it seriously. Besides charges, they there is no evidence of that right now. Um, that's not unfair. I mean, the, 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 yeah. now it's also a very it's a very old school business mentality. I don't think that's unique to the WWE. I think there's no, a, no. It's not unique to WWE. a lot of people that would say 
we handle everything internally. That's the way we do things. Um, some I think people, every company actually says yeah, that. Yeah, and, and a lot of people would say we have to because, you know, we could be sued. Like, we, we can't put all of Patrick Clark's business out there because if Patrick Clark doesn't want that out there, he can sue us over it. Now, if I'm Patrick Clark and and I've been absolved somehow, then I would definitely want it out there. Like, I would, I would want to put it out there myself so that people know that. Yeah, so he definitely didn't do what Matt Riddle did. No. Matt Riddle publicly made a yeah. state of, of right. video yeah. that said this exactly. is... Even, even uh, put we, out we, the fact right that he cheated no on his wife as We part have of no it. denial of the latest allegations from anybody. So uh, is the latest allegation the one from the, the kid? Yes, that, from, that from the kid. That's the, the, that's the one guy, from yes. back in June. And and again, it's it's so tough because I I know we are supposed to always say we believe victims, and I get that. It's just that that was like that. It it would have been more believable had he never shown the text messages. The text messages did the opposite of what he said they did. Like that made it seem like Velveteen Dream was doing the right thing and protecting himself. Now, if th- that young man might know other things that very clearly make it clear that he didn't do the right thing and that he's a monster. You know what I mean? Like, that might be the case. But so I, I understand this a little more. So Aaron and I talked about this when it happened. The text me- and, and this is the tough part, right? The text messages imply that the comment that he made about being careful was why he wouldn't put anything in writing versus whatever was going on on Snapchat FaceTime. Right, yeah. right. And I hear that. Like, that actually... Okay, but there's also no way to prove any of it, which is what makes all of this really hard. Um, but that in context, if you put that into that, that context, it's it just makes you think a little harder about it. Yeah. And and honestly, if this was the one allegation, I think we'd be thinking about it very differently. The fact that there are multiple allegations out there. I, I don't I, I mean, look, I. Even and even then, and then there's another thing I actually wanted to, it, even, even to remember back... to say that I didn't remember to say the last time. We also have to re- figure out, and we don't have to figure out, but it's something to keep in mind: the time frame in which any of this stuff happened. Because you know, it sounds really bad when you say that a kid is 16 or 17, but in the context that he was 20, it's not really that bad. Yeah, I don't, right. I, I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, that's a different thing. I really well, don't. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I mean, every girl that I ever knew in high school were, was dating 20-year-olds. I, uh, no, I understand. Uh, while I understand what you're saying, it's still, you know. Public figure. It, it's like, tricky I mean, you can decide figure. that it's worse now yeah. because that's what we do, but. No, I mean, if that's, I mean, if, it, are, are all of these allegations, do we know that they were when he was 20, right? Like, do we. No, I, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I said we don't know, but right. I'm just saying that's a thing we have to remember. He's not like 35. No, Like, I, this dude's I, super young, well, I, and if this stuff happened three or four years ago, the context that I was 16 is sort of uh, veiled right. by well, the fact that well, he could have been 19 or he could have been whatever. You know what I mean? He wasn't he 19 when he was on uh, Tough Enough yes, and getting also, famous for the first time? It's also veiled by the fact that, like, in the state of Maryland, the age of consent is 16. Right. So I think it's totally possible that Patrick Clark is a creep. I think it's possible, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. I, think it's totally I just want to talk about the, he's a creep. in a 360-degree way yeah. and not just... But, flat out like we know everything I, like everybody yeah i mean for, for me as much as it is anything like i'm uncomfortable with the patrick clark thing because like i i do i believe in this case i believe the accusers i believe it and and it just makes me uncomfortable to see him 
But the other thing that I fully believe is I, I believe WWE dropped the ball on this. They did this. They went about this the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to, how we would know that. Well, just it's the fact tough. that we don't have any statements out there, that they just brought him in as a big hyped surprise return. That's not the way to do it in this situation. I, I think we need some resolution on this. We, I, I need them to but say. But I don't know why wrestling fans are any more any more special than anyone else. They're in- not. But in the NFL, if in the NFL, if someone came back, there was you know a lot of allegations about an NFL player, and he showed up week one, and there was no comment on you know what happened, whether there was an inv- investigation, what the investigation turned out. There would be criticism of that. There would be. You're not wrong. There would be criticism of that. There's no question. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with you that WWE should answer some questions. I don't disagree with you. I don't know what they would be able to answer. Like I, you know what I mean? Like if if the story of this is that like when Patrick Clark was 20, he was hitting up 17 year old dudes. I don't think the WWE has any right to talk about that. Like, what they would say is, we have no right to talk about what somebody does in their personal life. Like, there's there's too much gray area here for me to be able to, to damn well, could, WWE. Could, well, what if they said, we did a full investigation, we talked to people involved, and because of that... I'll we- give you a reason why you don't do that. Because we've become so we've gotten into a place in society where if they would say that it would be turned around as like there's no good answer for them. Right. Like if they would come out and say we did a full investigation. Now they're saying the guy's a liar. Like if if they say that they vetted it and they think it's fine, it's going to be interpreted as WWE saying this kid is lying. And whether they believe that or not, they're not allowed to. They can't say that. I mean, there's truth to that too, man. There really is. There really is truth. God, this is such a. I, I don't care. Like, for this even topic. if we, I've been, I've been well, privy okay, to but, some but situations where, like, you, it's almost proven straight up that the person is a liar. But you can't. That can't ever come. Like, you can't ever address that. You just sort of have to not address it. Well, and that's. And then if you not if you don't address it, then you get into, you know. No, oh, right. This. That's what I'm saying. There's no good way to. I, I think that. You have to think about how difficult these situations can be and how touchy everyone is, rightfully so, not not that they shouldn't be. I'm just saying that it's it's into a place where I think that I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a crisis manager who says, well, the best thing to do here is is nothing except for you must feel confident that if you're putting this performer on TV, you're on the right side of it. And, and, and that's it. And that does go like it does go along with you have to have made an attempt. Like you needed to have made an attempt to talk to the, the people that have made the allegations. Um, if they didn't want to, if they said, look, you know, I, the, the, the young man who made the allegation said like he never did anything that was sexual. Like th- this was I, it, it's it's part of why this is so like he's making an allegation, but not really saying what he's making an allegation of. Like he's saying, well, he, you know, he like asked me to show the lower part of my body. Like if 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 what you're saying is that he asked you to strip naked so he could see your genitalia, that's that's a different allegation, and and that would be a bad thing. He didn't say that, which doesn't mean that's not what happened. It means I don't know. And it might be that they reach out to this young man, and this young man says, look, I, I said my piece. I don't want to say any more. 
But at least at that point, the WWE could say, look, we made an attempt to talk to the people that were involved. You know, we did that. And that, that victim can't then go back on social media and say, well, they let this person back on TV and didn't even talk to me. Like, didn't even try to find out what the story was. Which has been a terrible look regularly when, when that's been the scenario. When there's been an accusation made... Somebody says, well, we did our investigation, and then somebody else says, really? Because you never talked to me, and I was the one, you know, who made the allegations. So I do, like, hope that they attempted to talk to the people that, that made these accusations against Patrick Clark. I, I have a really, like, the, the lines for me are really strict, and this, the strictest line is sexual assault. Like, that, I, that's, you can't come back across that line I am, I am, I am not willing to to say at this moment that I that I can feel any amount of confidence that that that's that's occurred, and something short of that might make somebody a questionable person. Like I might not like it, but I, there is no there's no statutory rape allegation. There's no sexual assault allegation. There's there's none of that, and without it. I I I don't know. I did not have the same reaction watching Velveteen Dream last night that you did, Aaron. I did not have the I I'm a I got to turn my TV off. This is, you know, damn the WWE. It's I'm I'm uneasy and I wish I knew more. I would prefer to know more, but I don't know. I I it, By the way, it's 100% possible he's going to be in Takeover because anybody could win the match between him and Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter which guy wins, right, and, really. And you if could, you're talking and, straight in up, fact, like, you could look you should at, be in the match. You could look at the way that the match is shaping up right now and say, arguably, that he makes more sense than Finn Balor does. Yes. in that match, but it's. By weird. the way, all this, this overshadowed the fact that our boy. Yeah, it's true. It's a real bummer that we can't just talk about the greatness of Cameron Grimes, right? right. Like it is a real bummer that we can't just come on here and talk about how it is. Everyone knows it's Grimes time now. Everybody on the planet knows it's Grimes and, and time. I, I got to tell you, man, he has been one of the bright spots of NXT I, over this weird period of NXT being not as good and, and weird. Like, the perfect foil for the Keith Lee uh, being upset uh, about getting uh, beat up by Karrion uh, Cross when, when he first met. And, and, and instead of Karrion Cross coming out, Cameron Grimes a couple of yes. weeks ago. I mean, just like over and over He's again, wonderful. things like that. This dude, and he is a hell of a worker. I mean, like, wh- he can get he can do that match or he can do the match that could go 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Well, I think the other thing, too, is that flamboyant personalities are, <laughs> are, unbelievable. are always going to be best in these circumstances. Like, you're going to get the most out of your flamboyant personalities when, when the crowd can't do the work for you, when the circumstances can't do the work for you. You need the worker to do the work. And when somebody's, like, work is typically giving a, you know, a, a, a look or something along those lines, it's just not going to play as well in these moments as Asuka is, as you yeah. know, truly flamboyant personalities will play in these situations. So, yeah, I'm... I'm you know, I'm, the, the thought I had watching him um, last week and this week is that he's exactly... He is what they want Baron Corbin to be. Like, he can do... He can be the guy that they want Corbin to be. I don't know if Corbin quite has the charisma. Do you know what I mean? Like... 
he's pretty good at it. But this guy's a natural at it. <laughs> like, this guy just is what they want, which is that annoying freaking, like, why is this dude coming out again guy, you know? Oh, it's, no, it's perfect, um, yep. Yeah. No. I, I, he's, so in he's that great. sense, someday on the main roster, I hope he gets a chance but to play But let's let's make role. it very clear. We love, this is, you don't have to defend Cameron Grimes to me. I'm I'm a Cameron <laughs> Grimes man. That's, that's a fact. You know that. All right, no. let's, uh, of course, um, now, I feel... And since like, my boy Dexter's now, out, hang on he's a second. my new... I also uh, feel like the guy it's some... I want to win that match. Oh, you, you were, I didn't realize you were so far on the Dexter Loomis train. I didn't oh, realize... Yeah, he, he put it... Dexter's, like, number one on his top five. I guess, oh, one that's on my right. Top five I do remember that now. Oh, I remember that now. God, that was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, Which apparently the... is a real injury. Yeah, I think that's true. Oh, well, yeah. And Cameron Grimes, I feel like we met a cousin of his once. I just can't... Like Did a, we have him on the show before? Because he wrestled at football. Michaels that one time. No, I'm. What, uh, you're, missing, he, you're missing. You're missing the. Does he do? You're missing the bit that I'm doing, Aaron. Brandon. Oh. Brandon knows the bit that I'm doing. Oh, you're completely missing it somehow. I did. I. I yeah. Cousin of his, Cameron Grimes has a cousin. I just can't think of. From gee, the gosh. Grimes side of the family. Gosh, God. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You know what? We'll edit all this out before it ever makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I got it now. I don't think when you originally did the bit that I was on the air. What? Remember, what? Well, I, I went through that stretch where I would miss NXT like every week. Are you, You're still missing the bit. You entirely. still no, missed the bit. No, I got the bit. Brent, I get it. Yes. I what does that have to do with when you I'm were on the air? You originally said it. What? Whatever that was. Yes. No, Go I ahead. haven't done the he's he's Brent's cousin bit at all. That's not that's oh, new. Okay, I thought I, I thought this that. was a. a different <laughs> it just feels like. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, I don't man, know. Everything I, I'm getting way into fucking my head guy. Here. Fucking so, guy yes, is moving to Vegas bit. and he's getting out, man. <laughs> like he's like, I'm in Vegas. Fuck you guys on everything we do on the show. Pretty much. Uh, all right. So since Aaron got went third, technically he gets to go first the second time through. What's next on your hit list from the week? Oh boy, we can talk about anything. Um, let let's talk about retribution. Um, okay. Well, you're not gonna like what I had to say. Go ahead. It I like it is not nearly as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Nope. Not only is it not nearly as bad as everybody's making it out to be, it's 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 good. I'm not gonna give it more than good, but it's good. And and you guys are so far up with your own asses that like this this reeks the what the internet's reaction to retribution reeks of we don't care we're just going to criticize everything wwe yes. does because we're completely lost by the way don't say plural our asses because i liked it too this week well I'm, i thought it was goofy as hell honestly is, it was and, fine on smackdown the thing no so i have a theory about this by the way let's hear your theory so everybody is pointing out the raw thing where they threw the cinder block through the already broken window. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's weird. I think that they want this group to be like that. I, I and, okay, so but and, then if it's a goofy on. group, well, that's what I'm concerned about. What they're doing right now is okay, but I'm concerned that somebody in a room, and this is this is me making this up. What I'm seeing on TV is fine right now, but I'm concerned based on what I saw Monday that. Somebody with certain politics decided that the people they think is Antifa are a bunch of boobs, and let's make a group that are a bunch of millennial boobs 
that think they're right. super political if, activists and if, or whatever. And, if that's, and, and if that, that that's ends, what this group is going to be. And that, it could be fine, but it also could be very that. bad. I di- I, that, there's no way that's okay. That doesn't work. We don't, we don't need that in professional. Right? It's not even that I don't, I don't care what they think in, of Antifa is. I don't give a shit about any of that. We just don't need a group of boobs in professional wrestling. We, we don't. Well, but like sometimes the boobs are just heels. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean that yeah, it's bad. Like yeah, it just depends on what they do. Yeah, but a, I don't. I I think that they might be D- portraying them as John, entitled or. D- Dean Ambrose was a boob. How'd that work out? That's uh, different. I'm talking more of like, um, who can I compare it to? Like, I uh, mean, right right now the easiest comparison is is I mean not perfect one for one, but to me it's just. It's the riot squad where we didn't take them seriously because what they were doing was goofy. That's fair. That part's probably fair. Um, I disagree. I disagree. I the no 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 of, of the projection, not well. Yeah, no. I'm, gonna, I, I'm saying I, he's I, fair of I, what I disagree I said, with the reaction not of to what, what they're showing with right the now. reaction to what we've seen so far. I I the reaction to what happened on Friday night is 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 proof of how lost like wrestling fans and wrestling media is. Yeah. The Friday night thing was good. The Friday night mm-hmm. thing was, was w- mine is showing that it was obviously a rubber one. Rubber Wait. chainsaw. Well, I don't, that was bad. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like I didn't even notice the, that. You, someone the, said. The, the effort that you had to put in, in order to figure that out, like says more about you than it says about <laughs> them. Like the, 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 there was, no, it was not obvious when it was going on that that was the case. It was an awesome visual it worked. It really made it look like these people. Are, we, you couldn't really tell if they were males or females. They were. Well, they, except for the one who intentionally showed she was female so she could beat up the correct. female. Correct. Outside of that, correct. Um, it was. It was. It was guarded. It was. It, it was exactly what you would want. This notion that I have heard from a million people: No, you're supposed to go after actual wrestlers. That's that's not the the story that you're telling yet. At the moment, the story that you're telling is just that we want to cause chaos. That indiscriminate chaos. That's the, the concept. You're not telling a story yet of whether or not we're trying to go up against certain people. And when you just start attacking, either you just attack everyone, which is an option. You can do that. But it's not necessary. Fucking coming into the ring with a chainsaw and going after the ring is fucking chaos. That's what that is. Period. Are there other chaotic things you can do? Absolutely there are. But the notion of this making them look worse because they didn't go after wrestlers instead of going after the ring doesn't fly. They did something really chaotic to end the show. Like, truly fucking chaotic. That's the introduction that you're getting. The first thing we ever see was something true. And it's I, somebody would say, no, the first thing we saw was them lighting a thing on fire. Yes, that, that was sort of silly. Um, this, the first time they're inside the building, the first time that they do anything, you know, on, 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 you know, a a ring, whatever you want to call it, was utterly chaotic and worked. It was tremendous. And we're so far up our own asses that we refuse to acknowledge that because we're just assuming we're going to hate this. So we're projecting, we're projecting and saying we hate it. There's nothing to hate. It's, it was great. Now, by Monday, do I think there should have been more of a progression towards whatever it's going to be? Yes. My bigger fear related to this group is that they still don't know who all is a part of it. And they decided to go ahead and green light it because they were desperate to do something that might get some ratings and some attention before they had flushed, flushed the thing out. 
and now they're trying to buy time and pad until they figure it out, and that's never a good idea. That doesn't work. That's a bad thing in pro wrestling to to have something, to create an introduction, and then to say, and we'll figure it out in three weeks. That doesn't work. They need to get to that now after they've introduced it. But the introduction was no problem. In fact, it was a it was good. It was a great visual. It looked truly batshit. Having a group of people in masks covered literally with a chainsaw in a ring on a Friday night, that was awesome. Could it have used a little bit more on, on Monday? Yeah, it probably could have. It probably could have used a little bit more than what they did on Monday, particularly remembering it's a three-hour show. It appears as though they were fearful of taking the attention away from whatever Raw Underground is, and so they <laughs> didn't do more with it on Monday. But I, I could not believe the reaction to Friday night. I, I, it was the moment where I realized, like, oh, this is just <laughs> what we're doing. We're, we've lost any ability to actually react to what's occurring, and we're just going to criticize everything for the sake of criticizing everything because it's all we're capable of doing in this moment. There was, there was another thing that got kind of that reaction that I feel the same way about. Well, was that, I mean, the Randy I have a little Orton. more to say about retribution. but Okay. Yeah, but people reacted to the Randy Orton thing the same way. Like it was the worst thing in the history of wrestling. Did they? Oh yeah, no, I, there I was got, like a whole contingent I, see, of people. I, mean, I, I, got, I was at, I was at the beach on you know, oh, yeah. Monday and Tuesday, I so I, I got the overwhelming opposite. Look that, that were like but... criticizing the blackout for the punt, which like I thought. Well, was I, I joked. I joked about them. You know, the whole point of retribution. Actually, they worked from that moment and went no, backwards from there. What but... you said was fine. There was other people that were saying shoddy storytelling and all this stuff about the promo and, and you know essentially it's like what glenn's saying people got sick of other people they respect about wrestling praising Ray, randy orton and they want to turn it the other way now for what it's worth brandon i have seen overwhelmingly the opposite i have seen overwhelming reviews for the randy orton segment and the rick i mean yeah there most was a of it backlash towards to rick that, flair essentially like yes I, I it was a fantastic segment I, I thought it was great it was one of the more compelling things I saw this week, but there were a couple of prominent podcasts slash um, wrestling news accounts that tried to start the, why are we allowing Randy Orton to get all this praise and blah, blah, blah. And then people started chiming in and everybody with AEW profiles, of course, that were saying all this stuff about, you know, essentially we're allowing Randy Orton to, why do we all have to pretend like Randy Orton is having a big resurgence was the theme of all the things that I was seeing because he is and you're an asshole. Oh, yeah. That's because my I mean, if anyone's I just hadn't seen basically any of that. So it's, it's absurd. Well, no, I mean, it's nobody in pro wrestling. I thought that I actually thought it was pretty Randy smart Orton. what they did with the because the whole time I was like, how are they going to just how are they going to hit Ric Flair? Right. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, that's where we were going. Right. Mind. Well, and, and that was that was the one. If I if I'm poking a flaw in it, it's that Rick. Like, if we're expected to believe that Ric Flair is still smart, then like that was a dumb segment by Ric Flair. But you know, I love the segment overall. I, no, I disagree. I think they were playing that he was his emotions got in the way of his thinking. Right? Yeah, but I mean, if we all knew what was coming, then hypothetically, Ric Flair should know what was he coming. He was blinded by his emotions. I, I do think there's something to be said for, like, maybe Ric Flair did know what was coming, but the story yeah, that was yeah. told... Oh, and, and but like I said, I'm not... I'm saying, like, that is the one if I'm nitpicking. But there. I don't like, even think, I think I don't that, even that, think that has to can. be I at think, least slightly addressed. I disagree. I think, that Eve, I think that the story that they had Ric Flair tell 
is I'm look, I know I'm broken. I know what I'm doing right now. Like I, I know that you might like I, all of this thing is the case. I just, this is what I've got left at this point in my life. I, this is who I am. So whatever comes, comes right. Like if you're going to turn on me, turn like, I, I don't yeah. think there was anything to nitpick about it. I think that Ric Flair, look, man, for Ric Flair's the whole deal was beautiful storytelling. Yeah, oh, it was I, again, I loved beautiful. it. I loved both sides of it. But I loved everything. But in a basically. weird way, was better than anything you've ever seen Ric Flair do in a long time because it, it was logical. Like it, yeah. you could buy into it. You could buy into the idea that a man at his age sits back and says, "I, I don't even care. I just want to be along. For, I'm just happy to be here." I'm just along for the ride. I just, I, all the shit that I've done in the past, I, none of that could matter to me. I'm 75. I fucking died, basically, a couple years ago. Like, who gives a shit? I just want to be here. That's it, in any capacity. And I, I don't think that that doesn't mean that he might not have even known that Randy Orton would turn on him. He just, he just wants to be there anyway. Like, he'll do anything to be a part of it at this point. I, I, and by the way, if he cuts promos like he did on my, like, there was a point where I was saying Ric Flair shouldn't have a microphone well, I don't, I, There was a point a couple years ago where yes. I think he just, he, he didn't care anymore or he didn't have it anymore. If we get more promos like we had this week, more Ric Flair. Well, I mean, I, I, it's pretty clear that part of the reason why it happened this week is because we're not getting more Ric Flair for a while. Well, for um, a while, yes. I'm just saying, like, there was a point where I didn't want to see Ric Flair on television. I, but I, I also don't, I don't know that that was Ric Flair's fault as much as they didn't know why he was on television regularly. Well, like sure, they, for whatever the reason was. The answer was he only... He was not a, cutting good promos. But the answer was, was one over. of the smartest uses of Ric Flair in a really long yes. time. But because it was so unexpected, it was so yeah. raw, it was, it was, like, I, you almost can't believe they did that. Like it was right. such good story. Because it was so true. Correct. <laughs> I mean, it, it was old. such a good storytelling that like even if it's not real, even if Ric Flair is like in his heart of hearts is like, I don't want to be here. I'm just doing this to cash a check because I need to, because I've lost so much money in divorces in my life. The story they told was fucking beautiful. It was like watching a movie. Um, uh, you know, I make, I make a comparison to like that scene in Warrior in the casino, right? Where you're just looking at this broken down old man. And, like, the, he's just leaving his fucking heart out there. It was goddamn beautiful, man. Um, everything about it worked. It was, it was great. It was wonderful. Um, how anyone would attempt to, you know, try to, try to draw any type of hole in it. My God, it was... There's, there's one other thing to add to this. If this was in front of a crowd... Oh, they would have lost their mind. And Drew would have gotten a lot out of it, too. A lot more than he did. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then that actually, yeah. If you want to say like Drew really didn't get anything out of that. No, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mean the. the, the I mean, I'm not saying he had to, but if you're the, going to have him out there, and, and I got to be honest, story stop that he's coming to his aid or whatever. But if the crowd was there, he would have. I do believe that. But him coming yes. to, his, I don't. I don't know because him coming to his aid is literally nothing more than like it doesn't make any sense. I'm just a face who's out here because the other guy was acting like a heel. Like it, it doesn't make sense because of what they did the last couple of weeks where he was going up to Drew and talking to. I mean, it, it kind of did make sense. I guess to some extent, but then somebody the would same say, way like, that anything like this. Makes I was sense. going to say the same yeah. way that Alistair Black defending Ray Mysterio. Right, right. And yeah, I mean it, it doesn't. Wait, I, I'm it the doesn't, one who brought that up, and everybody was fine with it. But so. it, do, it doesn't really make sense because you would say back to like well then why wouldn't you be out there knowing what you know about randy orton if you really care about well yes Flair, exactly why, wouldn't you why out? wasn't he out there like, earlier when like, everyone knew what was coming correct like that's that's the issue with all of this is that i don't know that it really ever 
gets anything for Drew McIntyre. But to the, the, the second point, which is like, I, I mean this in the nicest way possible, Th- there's no reason why Drew McIntyre should be the, the focus in any of this. Like, this, this should be the build to Randy Orton winning the title and, you know, not being obsessed with the fact that you missed on the Drew McIntyre thing. Like, living with the fact that sometimes that happens, that your best laid plans yeah. just don't play out. And I don't know that Drew McIntyre was ever going to be the larger-than-life superstar that maybe you hoped that having him win the title at WrestleMania was going to make him. I just don't think he was ever going to have that type of broad appeal that it appears as though Vince McMahon was betting on. It seems like he was betting on all of my wet dreams from when he was 20 now playing out, and he's going to be the guy that can go get mainstream attention. And he's going. I just don't... I'm not as convinced that, that was ever going to be the case. I certainly wasn't the case, convinced that, that was going to be the case based on what you did with him. And I'm, I'm not convinced that this, that not having crowds, was what ruined that from, from ultimately happening. Um, and and the, I'm nervous that they're still obsessed with that. I'm nervous that in their minds, they might still do the right thing and have Randy Orton win the title, but they're going to do it to set up like trying again with Drew McIntyre and... It just sets them back so far. It's- if, if nothing else, though, I will say that, like, it affirms that we are not, you know, we are going to make Randy Orton the, you know, baddest heel we can, which is the right way to go. I know, I know we've, we've had the talks about whether there should be a turn or something. I think when it comes to Randy Orton, like, I think here's, here's what you had to do. You had to make a decision one way or another. You couldn't have yeah. it where... Some people, you know, if there were crowds, some people are rooting for Randy. Some people are rooting for Drew. Right. And then, yeah. No, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. That you're 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 reaffirming. No, he's just a heel. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like, I mean, he still comes out. Like, Randy Orton came out of this looking great. Just looking great as a heel. I mean, like, well, you know, I'm okay I'll, with that. If you're if you're saying that he looks great as a heel, that yes, yes that's fine. Yeah. I just don't want it where. Okay, is he a tweener? What, no, what are we doing? Right, right. I think you're well, it concerned me a little bit that they went hard into the heel thing, because that means they he might not be winning. Um, or they just want a strong heel as champion. It's possible. I, I but think I think we know they need a strong heel as champion right now. They need they they need. I, I to believe be a, that. I don't know if they're over the Drew McIntyre oh, I, thing nervous. that you were just I am, talking. I am about, nervous though. about it, but you can't. And if you can't somebody solve in a room it. said, "Let's build up Randy Orton to be like the biggest asshole on the right. planet," and then have Bru- yeah, have Drew take him out. You can't solve what you're talking about right now. Like the the only way they can solve that in their minds is they try again when there's crowds. Like that's that's right. their solution to Drew McIntyre is we missed it here. Um, we 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 put a pause on it, and then we come back to it when we can get the reaction that we want, and that makes him the the global superstar that we thought he was going to be. But you um, know what? Even if that is the series, which I wouldn't like and I wouldn't agree with, at least it's acknowledging. Okay, Drew's getting cool. Let's do some cool cooling off. Let's do something to try to get him where we want to be. Now, I don't agree that that's what they should be trying to do, yeah. but at least it's not just writing it out. Well, I would agree. Like the worst thing they can do right now is is just keep going. I mean, it's a it's a it's a bad idea. They shouldn't just keep going for the sake of keep going. But I, I would what I would always say is let let things occur naturally. I think most of us realize that the best thing that can happen in the next few months is for Randy Orton to win the title, maybe do a couple of stop gaps, and then have a big Kevin Owens program like. That should be the direction that Raw heads. They should have a huge Kevin Owens-Randy Orton program. That should be their fall. That Yes. Correct. And, and if it requires you doing something else in September, 
for a month, you know, where where you throw another face into the mix that's unexpected. I don't even know who that is off the top of my head. It, it, it should get you through to the Rumble, though. Correct. Basically. Right. Your big fall program should be Kevin Owens and Randy Orton. After that, what you do, you know, let let that happen and then maybe figure it out from there. Like, figure out how that plays out and then make a decision come Rumble time about what you do. The answer shouldn't be, well, let's do this now so that we can make sure we get back to Drew come WrestleMania next year. One, we have no idea if there's going to be fans of fucking WrestleMania next year. Like, I hate having that conversation, but that's where we are. The more likely scenario is that there's not. Well, the more likely scenario is certainly not that they have a full stadium full. Right. Like, the more likely scenario... They've got an adjusted version of it. Right. It might be that they have a stadium where they can put 20,000 people or something in a football stadium. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um... But I would not I would not be working around anything being the obligation is that we've got to have Drew McIntyre have a WrestleMania moment because we fucked up last time. Like, yeah, it sucks. It's a bummer. But you don't change the future because this thing happened. You 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 roll with whatever works Um, right now. Randy Orton works. Fucking roll with it. And if Randy Orton, the heel champion, starts to get stale and you got a hot program with Kevin Owens that's working Fucking let Kevin Owens have the belt and go from there. Like, run with that. Be prepared to run with whatever is working. The idea that you've got to position this all to get back to the Drew McIntyre, I'll never be okay with. But, yeah, I mean, do I have a fear? Of course I have a fear that, that at some point they'll get to the, the day before SummerSlam and they'll just say, oh, the hell with it. We like Drew still. Let's have Drew win it. And maybe they even try to drag out uh, Drew and Randy Orton for a little while. Like, that's totally yeah. possible. Um, Doable. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I was next. Although we've 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 lumped about six other things in here. Yeah, I think I was next on the hit parade. Um, I, I'm gonna go back to what I started with at the top of the show. Um, I, I, Aaron, you know, we had a whole conversation on our happy show a couple weeks ago where you were like, "Look, I'm not praising the tag division. I'm just praising the couple of guys <laughs> that I like." Oh um, God. What What happened this week goes back to the point that I was trying to make when we were in that that confusion, which is. AEW wants credit for work they're not doing. They absolutely want credit for work that they're not doing. They're obsessed with getting credit for work that they're not doing. Can I say the thing? Sure. That I've been waiting to say the whole show? Sure. I'm really glad that the Dark Order thinks that a match with the Young Bucks is more important than their tag team title shot. Man, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> Dark Order does we, not make we, sense. You're we right talked about that. We, we, we talked for 25 minutes about how it made you know, arguing about why it could or couldn't make sense for them to not have help. And then in a meaningless match. That's all they care about. It's, it's <laughs> they have to have it. Like, and, I mean, there's that. And then you can, look, you, you can't, you can't make an announcement. By the way, if you were doing it like a tag team night, that would actually be a really cool thing. Like I'd be on board for you saying, we've got this great tag division for one night. We're going to show it the fuck off. And they very easily could have. Absolutely, yeah. they could. Have. They, they, they had it. set up best friends versus proud and powerful. They could have done something from the women's. Like you could have easily, without really having any stretch at all, could have put four or five tag matches on that show. And you didn't for no reason at all. You just no. But there didn't. was a really important reason why they didn't, because they had to have the prince of wrestling. I mean, we will get back to that. Don't, don't. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Um. And, and instead, you said, well, we had a tag team night. We honored Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson and the Rock and Roll Express. Like, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson aren't famous because they're a tag team. 
<laughs> they were a faction. That was what we know, Hornet. Like they were part of the a faction. We don't think of the two of them and immediately well, they were a tag say, team too. Weren't they? They, weren't the the Busters? Of, yeah, that, they that, were. I, I think you're selling it a little short. No, 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 there, yeah, no I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying they were more known for the Four Horsemen, but they absolutely are an influential. You're tag. putting words in my mouth. Well, they were also mouth. tag champions in the Four Horsemen. You're putting words in my mouth. I'm not saying they weren't a tag team. I'm saying if you're saying that we're going to celebrate the great tag teams, that that's not the. Fr- they just happen to be the two guys you have in your company. So you're saying that. Like, we are honoring tag teams. We're honoring these guys who happen to be a tag team. You're not reaching out to bring in great tag teams of the past, the people that associate with the greatest tag teams of all time. You're taking two guys that work in your company and saying, go out and do a fucking segment because we want to pretend like we're doing tag team shit. Well, they did have the Rock and Roll Express there. Who, (laughs) my God, the entire purpose of that segment proved to be the same thing it always is. The Rock and Roll Express want to be actual wrestlers. You think, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. think that what you did I was mean, further establish what heels FTR are, except for the fact that we don't think of attacking the Rock and Roll Express right now as attacking old fragile men. They wrestle all the time. All right. Well, here's I had a lot of problems with this segment, and well, the and other thing is, is okay. Go ahead. Sorry, Brandon. Well, one of the big problems I had was that you you do this whole story with one of their legs being injured. Uh, was it Dax or uh, whatever? Scott Dawson, whatever his name is. His leg was hurt in the match, and they did that whole thing with the five or the ten man tag last week, where they had to leave, and then Kenny was in the ring by himself. Whether that was last week or two weeks ago, I can't remember. But they that was all to trick the Rock and Roll Express. If if what you're doing is attacking old men, you don't need to trick them in order to do it. Right? But, Why did he have a fake injury? But, but you're you not. Do that. But it you're not a lot of Well, the other thing is like, FDR had been way more likable up to this point, and maybe they thought that was a problem, which goes back to why did you do it in the first place? But, well, but they like, clearly were going to turn heel at some point. It was well, just I didn't I didn't know that for sure because like I had I had well, uh, they did the fake injury angle. I mean, they made that very obvious that that was a, a, but, a but, work. But you, you know, you the think, thing where his leg. You but think they, they were going to also had, like, the Bucks and Kenny kind of acting like dicks, too. So it was one of those things where I was just like, I, I well, kind think? of acting like a dick and fainting an injury so right. that someone gets isolated. I mean, that's a clear tactic to turn right. someone heel. I, I guess it's I just, didn't, know, I didn't it, know for sure that. that why didn't they milk that for a while to for someone that actually matters versus just like, oh, look, Rock and Roll Express turned around because they think I'm hurt. But now I'm going to attack them like that didn't. Why weird. would you blow that on them? And then another problem I have is you spend every single week talking about the goddamn demographics, but you're placating you're placating to people that are fifty on your well, show by but, putting these well, hang on a second. segments. But there there is something to be said for that, right? Like who's nineteen that knows who these people are? Give a shit. That they as much as we can talk about the demo being valuable, they clearly think they need to do better outside of the demo. That's that's not they clearly think that they need that. Um and and there's a few different reasons for that. One of it is like the demo is the demo that's most desirable is actually getting harder to define. Like we're we're falling back on knowledge of a few years ago. We all know that like younger people don't have the money that like in the 1970s they might have had. Um, and they're skipping over commercials. What's that? The younger people tend to skip oh, yeah, over the commercials. Oh yeah, younger people ab- yes. absolutely skip over commercials. So we can talk about the demo and why all that really matters is the demo, and that's all well and good. But in the actual industry, it's not as defined as they want to pretend like it is. It's not that defined. 
So it is clear that they still want to do like better with 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 older people. That like it, it doesn't really make sense. Um, and and I I am skeptical of like numbers that I see all the time. Like there's yeah. I'm I, I the the, na- the nature of this business is these num- none of these numbers are real. <laughs> like, right. That's that is sort of the comical part. We we base everything in advertising sales around these fake numbers. And and nobody even tries to pretend like they're real numbers. Everybody knows they're fake numbers. We just sort of say we can't do any better. It's fucking 2020. We should be able to do better by now. Like we should everybody's got the internet. I know how many people tune into my show every day because they have to on the internet. I feel like we should be able to have some some better numbers than the fucking Nielsen system and the SoundScan system are set up at this point, but it's what it is. Um I, like I, 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 that segment existed only for two reasons. One, because they realized that they had talked about tag team whatever, and they 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 weren't going to do it. And so, in order to pretend like it was tag team appreciate, like the absurdity of of I don't remember which whether it was Matt or Nick said. I think everybody's like out there is enjoying tag team appreciation night. Yeah. Who the fuck remembered <laughs> it was tag team appreciation night? Like you, you barely mentioned it during the course of the show. I, it's it's absurd that they were still pretending like it was a thing. Um, and then two, it, clearly, it was their friends with with uh, with Rock and Roll Express, and those guys just want to wrestle and be involved physically as they much as they possibly can because they're obsessed with proving to people that they still can at their age. And that reeks of friends of Cody. It reeks of. I want to do a solid for those guys so they can wrestle on TV and maybe get themselves, not wrestle, but, you know, be physical on TV. And that maybe helps them, you know, get some other gigs somehow. It reeks of just being an extension of Friends of Cody. It served no purpose. I don't, I I don't think that the, the FTR is, is awful because they attacked the, the, the guys that are constantly wrestling. They're not, they're not old people that are decrepit and in- incapable of protecting themselves. They wrestle all the time. Guys, when you're the friend of the Prince of Wrestling, you get to do whatever you want. <laughs> Fine, we'll just we'll just do it. Um, <laughs> the only the only thing that you can say is Brandon, what you kept trying to say for weeks, which is like that should be an obvious step towards a heel turn. Yeah. Will it be? Who I mean, knows? There's been a hundred. When is it coming? Right. There's been a hundred of them to the point where the heel turn isn't interesting anymore. And that's really the problem. Like, the heel turn is interesting when it's unexpected and, like, whoa, that's shocking. Now it's not even fucking interesting. It's just we don't like you. you we're, we're not into this because you're a heel. It's we're, you're, you're uninteresting to us. You're 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 nothing. This doesn't register whether you're trying to be a face or you're trying to be a heel. You don't register. I, I don't want to spend. I really don't want to spend any more time talking about. Then, Cody then let's not. It's bad. It's, it's not changing, and and it's infuriating. It's infuriating to me that there aren't more people that are willing to address it. It really is infuriating. The, the millions of things that we want to go after that we won't address every week how shitty this is it's <laughs> and, shitty and and i heard something that made me you know like 
if Scorpio had won, would have been thrilled. Like, even if they had pushed it, like, if this was a draw and they pushed it to all out and Scorpio ended up winning, I, I would have been thrilled. Like, Brody winning, fine. I, I, th- I think he needs to win next week because otherwise the Dark Order is completely dead as opposed to just mostly dead. Um, someone suggested that, oh, this is clearly leading towards Matt Cardona being the one to eventually turn Cody heel. I mean, I mean could you fucking imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's do it. I'm all in for the dumpster fire at this point. Jesus like, just let's Christ. make it a thousand times worse so we can have some more stuff to talk about. God. I mean, here, here's the thing. Why are we doing this match on, on Dynamite when you have a pay-per-view the we- next week? Well, it's a two weeks later. Two but weeks I, later. I do wonder if they think that because coming off the NBA playoffs, I do wonder if they think this is an opportunity. Well, the same and, day as, as TakeOver. And, that, and that's the argument. Like, yeah. they're announcing that, that, that AEW is going to start at 6. But they're also saying, but it could be after the NBA playoffs. Well, that smells like the show might not start till 6.30. Or, you know, who knows, there's overtime or something that causes it to go later. Well, that would put you almost right up against TakeOver. And is this done purposely now to try to get people to tune in and not watch TakeOver? I mean, if it is, your card better be better than it is because it's not that great of a card. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, if, if yeah, which is why I I think it's less of that because that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I think if, it's, if I think they it's did more about did. putting names together who and yeah. N- NBA WWE fans might know and stay around for. I I totally agree with you, Aaron. Maybe. If they if they were cl- doing what you think, Glenn, the card would be what Fighter Fest was. I you know here's here's why I dis I, the only reason I disagree with that is I don't think that sh- announcing. I think the average person doesn't have any idea who Brody Lee is. Like, doesn't even doesn't know if you announce he's you know Cody versus Brody Lee. What NBA fan knows who Brody Lee is? If they're WWE fans, I mean they just see the name or they see the face on the commercial and, and say, and "Oh, I remember hoping, that guy." You're hoping that they, they might remember him. Keep watching. Maybe, except for the fact that like they didn't do anything to make you care about Luke Harper when he was in WWE. Sure, right? like, sure, sure. Um, no, if, if, if that's fa- what, like, like if, I said, if they truly thought that they had a chance to go up against Takeover, like this, this card almost screams like they're scared to. Well, I think orig- initially when they knew they were going to be doing a show on a Saturday night, you you sort of admit that you're punting. Like, you know, Saturday yeah. night's a terrible TV night. You don't want to do that. Like, when you initially made those plans to do it on a Saturday night, I think the assumption would be that you're punting. I don't know that as they got closer and started to do the math of how it was going to work, they didn't say, mm, let's make a run at it. Now, look, well, I don't... Why wouldn't you put Moxley versus, some like, Brian Cage or something? You know, like, obviously you don't want to blow off MJF, yeah, I mean, that's, but you do but that, it's a like, title match. You do a you, tag you, you, title. you push oh. back the Derby match. Yeah. Do something. I mean, this is this is not a we're going for the brass I, ring card. Look, it look, just isn't. If part of the, the problem, if part of the problem, well, I don't know if it's going for the brass ring. I don't think they're. I don't know that they're trying to like, like we got a we got a two or whatever against takeover. Like uh, like look, if they were really trying to do a- that. Aaron's convinced that there's a chance that Brody Lee could win. I. I don't think there's a I'm, chance. I'm not. I think, no, I, don't, I don't think. No, I, first of all, I don't think there's a chance oh, he wins, just, which is the problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know. I don't think it matters whether he has a chance I, to I win or know. not. Is that going to make people not watch TakeOver? Um, if, if now, you, if being you that TakeOver in, is what it is, that right. maybe, well, okay, on. we if can you, talk about if you that. Tune because in there when are it starts, some problems with TakeOver. Second, if you tune in next Saturday night at 6.30 when it starts, and the first thing you get is Cody versus Brody Lee, and you say, okay, I'll watch this until 
takeover well, starts. Plus, you know that the takeovers on the network, you can just watch it whenever you want. Correct. I don't think it's impossible that that, that couldn't help. That's a fair if, point. If I didn't they, think about that. If they start the show with that, at, at whatever, and they drag it out a while, and particularly if it were to end with Brody Lee winning, I don't know. I don't know that it's impossible at that point. Look, part of the problem is one of the things they're advertising is the final of a tournament that nobody's watching. I mean, like that is part of the problem. There's no doubt yeah. that... That's part of what they're advertising for the show, and nobody cares because nobody's watching it, um, which is a bigger problem in general. Brandon, I know you got to roll in a minute, so what else do you want to get off your chest? Um, I think we talked about. I mean, uh, I well, you keep... texted me one thing on uh, Friday night that you were complaining about. Mm, remind me the if we're talking about nonsensical turns or ridiculous turns, the Sheamus bit. Yeah. Okay. We got to talk about that real quick. And then there's something on NXT that I have been on for weeks and they're just proving me more and more right every week. So the Seamus is a face now, I guess. Is that really what we're doing after what they just did? (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, that should, this is the bit I said to Aaron, that just goes to show you how much everyone just effing hates Baron Corbin, because you can literally try to, Frame a man for murder, and you're a face if you go against Baron Corbin. Pretty much. It was definitely weird as shit. There's no question. It was weird as hell. So that's weird. The other thing, carrying cross, awful. Just just god awful. This is fireballs out of the contract. Uh, I mean, this is like 1994. Hard hard disagree. Bullshit. I I, I hate it. Hard disagree. I I it worked. It worked. Stop. I mean, no, it works. Stop. It was, it was, dude. You did, who's seen that before? It's awful. I just this is awful. Carrying Cross is awful. I think I think you're pretty. Keith you, Lee will defeat Carrying Cross, and we will never see him again. Well, that's <laughs> okay. Stop. Stop. He, he's he's dead in the water. He's awful. <laughs> you're you're just saying things to say things now. Um, now here's you know, the thing. You I, know I me they, too well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think they executed it really weirdly because the fire didn't come anywhere near his face. But it was bad. It didn't work. You could see that his face was. A, I mean, it just what it was. Carney shit. It was it was almost as bad as the Hogan Warrior uh, fireball. That is like one of the worst moments in the history of wrestling. I, I did not I did not find it nearly what you found it to be. I I I didn't. I thought it was deceptive and it was it was a, a cool. I, I, man. I can't get into this feud, man. It's not working for me. Look, I don't know that it's brilliant. I still think that they rush carrying cross too much and that it's fucking weird that, you know, all of the top stars in the company we have no idea what's going on with, but I mean I, that I had no beef with. That I thought was 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 great. Now, the 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 dra- dramatic overselling afterwards, yes, of of Keith Lee's face, that probably was a bit much. But the actual visual of a fucking fireball out of a contract, dude, that's clever no, as shit. Carrying Cross is magic now. That's fine. Or Scarlet, I guess she's a witch. Is that what they're trying that works. to say? I'm good with that. Like <laughs> it works for me, man. That why not? What what's the problem with that? I don't know, man. I just like it's it goes back to what you were saying last week, which is that NXT used to be something. And it's not that thing anymore. Well, I di- th- here's where I disagree with you. I still think that what Karrion Cross and Keith Lee are likely to do is to fucking deliver you a goddamn barn burner. 
Like, when those two guys get in the ring, there's no reason to expect anything other than sure, that. Sure, sure, okay. The, the match will be good. That's fine. I mean, it's, the fact that there was a, a fireball thrown in beforehand is not going to get me all that worked up if what I know I'm getting at the end of the day is is Killer Cross and, and Keith Lee in a fucking I'm ring together. I'm just adding to, like, I just don't like the entrance. I don't like the character. I don't. This this smells like Undertaker. But, yeah, uh, but we already had the entrance of the conversation. Week for me. Did, did you hate Finn Balor? We are, but we already had that conversation. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, just, I'm confused. I mean, you know what? I think there are issues with NXT as a whole, and I do think there are some issues with the Karrion Cross presentation. I'm just wondering why you hate it so much more than the others. Because I think that it's smoke. It's a bunch of smoke and mirrors on top of a guy that we're not going to like. I mean, I I, I don't think that. This has like Triple H, like the bad side of Triple H, like written all over it. You know, like the big muscle guy. And the, the, I don't know. I just I don't I think. But then I think what you wrestle though. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that you don't know Killer Cross. Well, I've like, never seen him wrestle. Right. Before. I think that's I just part don't of the like issue. what I've seen so far. Like, I if, mean, if the matches were, he's wrestling don't do not showcase that. If they were doing all of this stuff for a guy that I didn't think could work, then I would feel far differently about it. Like, having seen Killer Cross, I fucking know the guy can work. No, but that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. If WWE tells him not to work, and just to do this thing where he beats... You know, like, there's a lot of well, guys wait, that we... Do you think this is going to be a five-minute match at TakeOver? That's not going to be a five-minute match, no. But, like, if he loses, he's Lance Archer. Right? Right. Well, I guess uh, I, no, that no, no I do. I disagree. Well, I think if he a, loses, I don't, first of all, I don't think he's going to lose. I I'd be surprised if he lost, but I would prefer that he did, and I would prefer that he did in in a like I would prefer it to be a classic to have these guys go after it, and at the end he happens to lose. I don't think if he if he's awesome and he loses, I don't think we come out the next night and say I'm done with that guy. He lost one great match. Like I, I don't, I don't believe that. Now, does it make the magic? I'm like, yeah. I mean, sure, you can talk about that with his character, but I, what I would say is because he threw a fireball one time doesn't mean that that's what I need him to do every week. And I, I think it can. It concerns me for what we're gonna get in the match and going forward as far as like chicanery with this like mystical side of the character. If, look, if that's if that's what they're going to lean into, I won't disagree with you. Them doing it one time does not does not I I don't get that again part in part because I know what Killer Cross can do. But if sure. if ultimately that's what they envision him to be, sure. I don't I don't need a, a wizard. Um, and and I, yeah, I was going to say I I that was my one thing is I do want some clarification whether that was a rigged fireball or whether that was magic. He Keith Lee brought the contract to the ring. And he signed it, he, it, it gave it to her. So how was it rigged up if he... Maybe she to... slipped something into it, I don't know. She <laughs> opened it up and signed it on camera. Okay. Then if it's magic, then we gotta know if she has... You know, it's like the Bray Wyatt thing when he started to use magic. If you want to lean into that, okay. But you gotta do it and do it well. Magic people can work. You just gotta commit Magic to people it. can work. I, I, this isn't working for me. The Undertaker work. It, 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 yes. If you want to make the argument, hey, you like The Undertaker, so this should be fine. That's like when everybody says, well, you like this one metal band, so you should like all of them. You like this ska band, you should like all of them. This just isn't my flavor of this. And and I'm, you know, whatever. I could be the only person that doesn't I, look, like it. That's I, great. I, I if, if they go... If they go further without doing the work in the ring, I will probably end up agreeing with you, but I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm just not. Now, I... I 
what I will say is my problem continues to be that he shouldn't be in this position right now. That they've they've right. they've gone about right. that part the wrong way, and maybe because of that, it leans more into what you're like that they should have done more where he was wrestling and working his way up the card. And if they had done that, then it might have helped alleviate some of your concerns on the other side. Um, right. I don't. This is not. This should not have been the championship match at the SummerSlam Takeover. Um, that that was a mistake. What should it have been? I I don't know that I have that answer. I guess maybe the easy answer would be to say like this should have been finally where Keith Lee overcame Adam Cole because Adam Cole shouldn't be fucking working with Pat McAfee. Um, <laughs> or even wondering if you, if you were going to get the, get through the show. Even I mean, even if you wanted to punt, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> and say okay we're punting because of the situation. Let's do Keith Lee Gargano and Adam Cole in a triple threat. At least you're giving us like a match of the year candidate. If you're if you're going to do something that doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, at least you're not ruining a new a new character yeah, in, the, in the meantime. And I'm not as convinced they're going to ruin him. I just I do agree that it's, okay. But even if you don't are even if you right. don't agree with my ruining of the character, how I'm saying it, you could you could probably agree with me that you potentially ruin the character by putting him into the title picture. That, I, again, I don't I don't know if not it, giving him the belt. I don't it's, know it if is, it'll it's ruin a dangerous him. move. If I, there's yeah. no plan after. Right. It's a it's dangerous fiend, move for sure. It reminds me of the fiend. You know, like where we what what did that get us? Well, I mean. It's yeah. You know, to some extent, I hear what you're saying. I think that it's just that I have so much faith in Killer Cross that it's hard for me to, you know. Uh, it's out of his control, buddy. I I don't. <laughs> I I know. I know you're right about that. All right, Brandon. Do you want to say anything before I know you got to go? I gotta go. Um, I just want to say uh, one thing. I I feel like we should have been saying this whole time, and and I realized it. I saw something on Twitter. Um, just to remind everybody that. There's a lot of independent wrestlers that are out of work right now and that you can really help them by going to like the pro wrestling tees stores and places. And if you pay attention to all these places, sometimes they're doing like uh, higher percentages to the people and things like that. So um, just don't forget about uh, uh, buying independent wrestler T-shirts and things and helping them while they can't work. Uh, uh, respect. Absolutely. On yep. board. All right, bud. All right. Later. Brandon checking out. He had to roll. Uh, Aaron, what have we not covered that we need to squeeze in here before we wrap up? Uh, what did you make of the Alexa Bliss thing? Oh, boy. My God, I'd forgotten all about I, that. Yeah, like that that was something I, I couldn't figure out, and they didn't really make it clear in the days that followed. They really didn't, did they? They really didn't. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know, man. I have... I. I, I will say this. The line that Braun said about I don't care about Alexa was a weird bit, too. Right. That was weird. There's no doubt about that. That was weird. Um, apparently, she's going to do like a sit down this week on SmackDown. Talk about it. I don't know. I really I somehow blocked that completely out of everything. I mean, because it was it was rather inconsequential compared to a lot of the other things this week. But it was just the one thing that left me just kind of. I don't understand what they're trying to do. Normally, like, even if I disagree with it, you can kind of say, okay, I think this is where they're going. No clue at all. Like, were they trying to make Braun less sympathetic? Uh, Very weird. I, I Maybe. <laughs> like, maybe that's what I... Yeah, it is. It's super weird, and I, I don't... I just don't have an answer. I really am dumbfounded. I just don't have an answer uh, as to what to say about it. Um, I'm opposed to Matt Hardy's only character now just being a guy who talks about blood. 
that, that's not interesting to me. Like, I, I, I know there's a lot of backstage shit involving Sammy and him grabbing the wrong chair and the whole deal, and that's not good, but that's not, that's not, a, that's not, that's not interesting. I, I, I'm hoping that this is, you know, he, he did the promo about how this is just, you know, regular Matt Hardy and the chair shot is going to snap him back I, into the I, I, I whatever. Hope, I hope that proves to be the case, because otherwise I don't, I just don't need more of it. I have not, yeah. it does not do anything for me. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Uh, I, 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 I'm, is it possible that Zelina did have nothing to do with Montez Ford getting, I guess they're calling it poison I mean, now? At, at this like, point, I, at this point, you almost hope that it does because like, why go any further with it if you're not going to go right. that route? So, so what's the, I'm, I'm cur- again, curious about where, what the story is there. Cause I mean, when it first happened, my assumption was retribution, yep. but yeah. And uh, oh, wait, we didn't talk about raw underground at all. I mean, there's nothing more to say. Right. We, I mean, we, <laughs> just, just there. we still know nothing. Like, we know exactly as much as we did last week. It's a thing that happened. And this week with Shayna Baszler. Like, yes. it's... Uh, if the Apparently, art... I was wrong about the ring out because they have a ring, but you don't have to right. stay you in the to, ring. You don't have to stay in it. You can just go fight somewhere else if you want. <laughs> um, there have been some reports that this really was Shane McMahon's baby, but, like, still, we don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just... It's just they lost the strippers though. They did. That's a real bummer. They're just fighting in another room for some reason. And that's cool. And because yes. it, it I guess, and because it did slightly better in ratings last week, they're convinced that means everybody's excited about it. They're not. The ratings were flat again this week because there's nothing to be excited about. It's not anything. This this is nothing. I also I also like how they uh, advertised it for ten o'clock and it went off at like nine fifty and was over by ten o'clock. I mean, it's all so weird, dude. It's all really weird. Um, I, again, it goes back to the the thing that I talked about earlier, which is the fear of retribution, which is you did it, but you didn't really know what you were doing, so now you're just biding time because you can't figure it out. That's never that I you, you're yeah. gonna be hard pressed to give me an example of when that ended up working out in somebody's favor, like when. I, I say that that's not true. They have scrambled well in the past, and they have yes. they have done well. In, but you have to. But get they're, to the, it. the percentage wise is far right. But you yeah. have and you have to get to it. You just can't sit around and and hope that it works itself out. You've got to figure it out at some point. You've got to decide what this is going to be. Um, you'll get a few weeks maybe of of people before people start really making fun of it because it is as I said before at least interesting and different. Like it leaves people sort of saying, "Okay, I'm I'm listening," but it's it's got to get to something at some point. Otherwise, it just goes away and no one ever notices that it went away. Yep. That's all it is. There is one more thing we have to talk about: um, the announcement today that they are putting, um, yeah. I guess at least right now, past libraries from uh, Progress, Evolve, ICW, and WXW on the network. I mean, it sounds cool, and you hope that that means that in a future world there will be more, like, live shows. Um, one of the things that, that we've said is that once, once you moved NXT off the network, you're sort of at the point where, like, the, the only purpose to the network is pay-per-views. That's it. Like, as far as... As, as why you... Right. Ha- if you're not... Why a, you need to have it. Yeah, if you're not an ardent, hardcore fan... Why do you need to have the network? Well, you need to have it, I guess, still because of the pay-per-views, but when the pay-per-views haven't been that great, it's a tougher sell. If this means that there's going in a, in a, in the future world that there are going to be events from like Evolve, for example. Well, Evolve, which 
we thought didn't exist anymore, so maybe mm. it will exist again, yeah, or maybe, maybe it's just a library. Who knows? Whatever it is, if that means that there might be more partnerships with other promotions to put other events on, that's a good thing. They don't even have to be events that you promote. Like, this doesn't have to be you going into business with these people. It could just be, hey, if you happen to subscribe to WWE Network, you're also getting this. Right. That's a good now, thing. Problem there is, like I said, Evolve, as far as we know, does not exist. ICW and Progress are in shaky, shaky ground well, for various reasons. WSW is fine. Right. Everybody's, but, in, everybody's yeah. in shaky grounds. Like, nobody's... Well, no, well, Progress is in more shaky ground. What's, is there, what's well, the Progress very much got caught up in the speaking out thing. Oh, that's okay. But that's a different thing. Like, the, 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 well, but that's what I'm saying. It's like there is question on if... Pro, at before today, there was question if Progress was going to run again. Okay, I mean, that's interesting. I, Progress is a well-thought-of brand that I would think, you know, you clear out the shit, there's still value in that brand. Um, I, I don't know, maybe that doesn't prove to be the case, and you probably know more than I do. But, I don't know, I, I, would, I would say that, that any of these are... are th- this if, Getting more live wrestling on the network is good. That's what I would say. That right now, having the libraries is fine, especially because the, what you're going to advertise, you can go back and watch you know, the guys that you're watching in WWE now. They already, didn't they say that like, the first thing they're putting out is a Keith Lee yeah, it makes like, sense. best of? It makes all the sense in the world. Of course that's what they should do. But the, the real value in this is if it ultimately leads to there being more partnerships with indies that will run events on WWE Network. And join now here on Jobbing Out. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the show, Aaron, that Ring of Honor is going to be back as next week right here in Baltimore. They will return to taping TV, which makes me very happy. We just saw this man a few months ago at UMBC uh, make his triumphant return, if you will, to Ring of Honor. He is a true badass. He is Shane Taylor, and he's with us on the show. Shane, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Uh, can you explain what the last few months of your life have been like? I, I, let me let me give you this. I we we both do we all do sports for a living. Like right. baseball players that have been quarantined have been talking about like pitchers will be like, yeah, I've set up. Um, like pillows to go throw baseballs at pillows in hotels to try to stay sharp during this time. Can you take me through what like your life has looked like since say March? Man, you know what? Like the crazy thing about it is like, I should probably give an answer that has something to do with my craft, but realistically, man, my mind has been off wrestling since March. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like since, all of this started wrestling has been the last thing on my mind. You know what I mean? Like my everything that's been on my mind is the priority of keeping my kids safe. And um, as, as you just heard in the background there, you know what I mean? But, uh, and uh, seeing what's going on with, with this and just kind of uh, preparing myself and preparing my kids for the world that's outside, you know, especially with the, uh, with the social climate the way it is, yeah. uh, I'm having to have conversations with my kids at a much earlier age than even I was told, you know, told things about. So uh, now that things are starting to come back, now that dates are set and we're moving forward, now I'm just starting to focus in and get back to uh, to to putting my mind towards wrestling. Uh, and of course, you know, you're training and. Uh, do the best as you can take time to heal injuries and things of that sort. So um, just playing it day by day, but 
really just starting to get focused on it now. Man, what a heel. Taking <laughs> care of your kids and making sure the world's a better place. What a what a true heel you are, Shane Taylor. <laughs> <Yeah>. Real piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> you know, while, while it's terrible, and obviously you've been worried about everything that's going on as far as the virus, but with everything else going on, has it almost been nice being able to stay at home every weekend, not having to go out on the road to different places every weekend? Oh, for sure. You mean like it's – it's, but that's that's one thing about, about the job that I never uh, was upset about. Like to me, the traveling, the cars, the planes, like uh, that's all a part of what makes this whole journey special. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, um, when the people stop following you, when when the lights go out, when the crowds aren't cheering anymore, those memories of what you did are going to be what you have, you know? Uh, so uh, not being able to, to do that is okay. Uh, but more importantly, the ability to be home to make sure my family's safe and be protected. That's that's what I that's what is important to me. And that's what I enjoy. Shane, let me let me approach this. You obviously you, refer, you reference what's going on socially in the world. And, and it's a topic that we've been discussing all summer. And I know um, that that Ring of Honor had a, a Black Lives Matter roundtable and an opportunity to, like, really speak up um, during right. during all of this. It, is there any part of you that's like conflicted about returning to wrestling? Like we've heard this from some athletes that are like, dude, it has been mm-hmm. nice to just focus on this and not let people be distracted from what actually matters in the world. Is there any part of you that's like conflicted at all and would say like, I'm, you know, I know this is my vocation and this is what I do for a living, but right now we got, we got bigger fish to fry. And, and yeah, man, there's, and I feel like there's a lot of people that feel that way. And, and, you know, it, it's a catch 22 because eventually things have to move forward. But at the same time, like I know Kyrie got a lot of flack for saying it, like he's like, yeah, but the second we start going back to sports and it's, it seems like life is normal, things are going to die down. And that's what we can't afford to happen because then we continue to repeat cycles and it's just going to take the next killing to bring it all back up again. And it's, you know, I mean, it's, there needs to be a time where people can sit down and get this done and figure it out, you know, and I just, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have some, some, uh, hesitancy that's going to be there, but you know, we do have to move forward. It's just figuring out how to keep that balance. If I could, do you have a sense of, um, you know, we've seen in other companies, some guys who have sort of taken it upon themselves and said, look, I'm, I know I play a character, but I'm, as I perform, I'm not going to ignore Black Lives Matter. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm going to wear armbands or headbands or whatever it is. I'm going to continue to get my voice. Has that been something that you like approached at all with with Ring of Honor, the concept of, hey, if I'm going to come back and perform, I'm not going to lose my voice in the process. It's it's nothing that I've had to say because I think everything that I do and as vocal as I am, I think people understand that that comes with the package. Right. Like, um, my life has been, you know, I've been broke for most of it. I'm, I, I have money now, you know what I mean? But, uh, I think think we're afraid of being broke. I'm not afraid of having to start over. I'm not afraid of what people will say, of what they'll think, how they'll take the things that I say, because at the end of the day, I have to look at myself in, in the mirror 
and look at myself and, and go, did you help do anything to be positive, to change the world, to do, to make this world any better for your kids? Or did you sit back, just make sure you were okay and stay silent? I can't be that kind of man. I can't have my daughters looking up to someone who could be that kind of man, right? So that puts me in a position to continue to use my voice regardless of any possible uh, ramifications of that. Uh, so it, it's, it's never crossed my mind to have to tell anyone, hey, I won't be silenced because they just know I won't be. You know, as you get back in the wrestling mindset and then we look at these tapings that are coming up, have you had any talks about maybe how that could take place, whether it's, you know, just a promo or an angle or anything like that? Have you had any, any of those talks? Yeah, um, I'm not at liberty to divulge those now, but there's a there's a lot of protocols in place. There's a lot of things being put and implemented for safety right now and just being overly cautious as, as we all should. But um, I, I have the utmost confidence that once we go back and start doing things that um things will be taken care of the right way shane taylor is with us from ring of honor again they will get back to taping next weekend here in baltimore as it'll be great to have ring of honor wrestling back in our lives um I, shane you referenced your story and we've had you on before and you've talked about your story and it's it's one of the more remarkable stories i've seen play out but how how much you know i, I think you've alluded to it how much does going through something like that make this more real and almost to the point where you can't stop talking about it, where you need everybody in the locker room to understand, hey, the realities of, of, of black existence, of, of what it is that our community has dealt with that, you know, dopes like Aaron and I, you know, might not under, possibly understand. Right. I mean, it's, it's everybody sees life through their knowledge and experience, right? What they were told, what they've seen. I think a, a lot of misconceptions come from those who see successful people and automatically assume that because they're successful, they didn't have to face things other people didn't, which is just not true. And when you look at most of the athletes that are millionaires and multimillionaires and, and things of that sort, people that are successful, a majority of them come from these backgrounds come from these cities, come from the inner city in which violence is prevalent, drug use is prevalent, um, you know, and we, we could get into a whole rabbit hole of economic issues as to why that is and why it was set up that way, but that's a whole different conversation, right? But um, to, to, to assume that because someone is successful that they now have no right to talk about these issues or... Uh, they, they don't know what it's like to, to suffer or struggle because they've been successful uh, makes no sense to me. So that's why it's so important for people that have reached platforms to be able to continue uh, to say the things that they say and use their voices because it's not just because they have the ability to. Right. Um, when, when you see players in the NFL saying these things, they do so because they know they have people's attention. They know people will listen as opposed to the average person on the street that can't reach 20 million homes on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so it's always important to be able to continue to do that. When you're thinking about bringing serious issues like this 
into the wrestling world on screen as a character, how, how careful do you have to be about just kind of walking the line between not letting the message get lost in the wrestling in the character work? See, here's the thing about when you send a message, people will receive it how they want to, right? I can't control how someone wants to receive it or, or how someone chooses to interpret what I say. I lay down facts I speak my mind and I speak from the heart. Most people can find common ground with the things that I say and attribute that and attribute that to something in in their life so the point correlates. Other people can't. I'm not going to change what I do, who I am or how I say things to benefit those that can't comprehend what I'm saying mm. or can't understand mm. it. That's just something that, that they're going to have to deal with. Um, and, and by no means do I want to offend anyone, but I'm going to tell people the truth. Right. If you're offended by the truth, that's not my problem. Right. No, it's not on you. It's on, it's on them, 100%, right? right. Like, or if you're, choosing, if you're purposely choosing to be ignorant and purposely choosing exactly. to... Exactly. And, even- I, and I always say, I'm okay with ignorance. That's just not knowing willful ignorance right. i now have a problem exactly with. no doubt because man. no better and you're choosing to to do something else right and i and that that's what doesn't fly with me all right here's a, here's an important question um when is the last time that you've gone five months of your life without being able to kick another human being's ass <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you'd have to be talking about all the way back to like Elementary school. I was thinking middle that. school days. <laughs> I was thinking it, that. It, it's been a long time, but you know, uh, like I mean, yeah, it, it's it's exciting. You know, what I mean, to get back there and do what you do, and, and then you wonder from an athletic perspective, like, all right, you know, timing, footwork, rust, you know, what that's going to be the case, you know, uh, but when you're dealing with some of the best talent in the world, it, it won't take much to knock that rust off and get back going. You know, this is kind of unprecedented for a company to, you know, go dark for five or six months and come back. Obviously, you may not be the, the head booker, but you start, all the wrestlers have input. If it's up to you, do you use this as a chance just to continue the storylines you were doing? Or do you view it as a s- chance to kind of start fresh a little bit once you guys get back on TV? Yeah, I, 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 I feel like some things you can continue. Uh, but I, I think a, a lot of things you do have to kind of just hit reset. Uh, and, and, and come out blazing with new ideas, new stories, and kind of just see where things go, you know? And it's tough on a creative side because you don't know what the protocols are going to be. You don't know if they're going to shut everything down again and you'll have to do it again, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things up in the air, but I think uh, everybody generally just has the same mindset of, you know what, whatever it is we do, let's knock it out of the park and let's go from there. Shane Taylor is with us here on Jobbing Out for another few minutes. Um, Shane, with that in mind, and it makes complete sense, we've heard that a lot of the focus of the early tapings will be around the Pure Championship. I know you weren't scheduled to be a part of that tournament, um, but there's been a lot made of how, you know, because of the world shifting and everybody who might be available, who might not be available, is that Mm -hmm. something that would interest you, maybe jumping into that fray and being involved in something that's a little bit different um, than, than typical types of wrestling. Here's the thing. I am in full appreciation of the 
athletes in that pure title tournament. Um, that's what Ring of Honor was based on and founded on, that pure wrestling style. However, while I'm always up for making history and claiming titles, yeah. I don't think the pure division and that title is what I do, right? So I think it's a it's a fantastic tournament, fantastic skill set. My skill set, what I do best, doesn't attribute to that style. Okay. So I'm not necessarily interested. In, I am interested to see who wins. I am interested to see the matches, to see, you know, who who pulls it out. You know, I have some favorites. I, I think John Gresham is going to be, you know, he's, you know, he's a, awesome. a problem for anybody or <laughs> yeah. anybody in it. You know what I mean? Like he's made for um, it. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's him. You know, I mean, you got guys like Tracy Williams, you got Jay Lethal, you got all these guys that, you know, so many great technical wrestlers that we have that the competition for that championship is going to be insane. But you're you're uh, you're too much of a let's just be honest. You're too much of an ass kicker. Like <laughs> let's just tell the truth. No, I mean, look, like it, it takes it takes skill to lock somebody up like a pretzel too. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it's, it's just not my style, man. I'd rather just punch you in the face and see what's really good. <laughs> it's just how I roll. I mean, I respect that, dude. Trust me, I respect that, man. <laughs> Um, uh, Shane, if I could, you, um, you obviously Shane Taylor promotions last year, you signed on a couple of guys that came up through this area, MCW guys, and they've, we've developed a friendship with them. I'm really high on soldiers of savagery and what they're going to be capable of doing, uh, in the wrestling business, man. They have, they have a look, they have the skill and they work Mm -hmm. together really well. Um, how excited are you about those dudes and the future that's ahead of them? I'm extremely excited. That's why I brought him on, you know, for, for a guy like myself, who is, who is loud, boisterous, who makes, uh, the fact that he feels overrated, uh, under, under excuse me, uh, that, that I feel, I feel that. And I give that energy off when I get that from people who are ready to take the world by storm and who are ready to kind of, kind of show up and show out. I like that. And that's exactly what Khan and Moses have. They are physical, they're fast, they're athletic, they're agile, they're intelligent, uh, great businessmen, you know what I mean? Great team. Uh, so to have them with me, yeah. uh, as well as Ron, as well as Ron, Ron, Ron Hunt, I am extremely excited uh, for the future. And we're, we're going to have a lot in store for people when we get back. The, Do you think you could see yourselves going after like the six man tag titles, for instance? I mean, anything is possible. You know, uh, real G's move in silence, so I'm not going to give away all too right, much of my right, game plan. Right. Uh, we we've got a strategy in place, uh, but with you know everybody knows that uh, part of the uh, a few of the stipulations for my contract uh, that we agreed to were I get a guaranteed world title shot of of my choosing. Uh, and Khan and Moses do get a shot at the six-man title. So um, th- that could be on the horizon. You never know. Uh, we will We will be waiting anxiously, anxiously to find out. Uh, let me knock two out real quickly. One, uh, I know you've probably performed in front of small audiences in your life, but you know this will be the first time, I assume, that you've performed in front of no live audience. Um, right. Have you talked to other guys that have been doing it? Have you tried to get a feel for... 
like what it's going to be like, how you adjust as a performer? Uh, I think there are small adjustments to make. I think the biggest thing is energy, right? Uh, the the energy that fans bring to an, to an event, to a match, to that overall environment is special to the sport, right? Um, football is, is just football, right? Yes, the crowd gets you hype, but you still got to go out and execute plays. With wrestling, you can, you know, that, that crowd energy can get their favorite person through a tough part of a match. You know what I mean? It can, uh, it, it, it plays such a big factor in the overall magic of what we do. Um, so that's going to be a huge adjustment. And I think the key is just going to be focusing in uh, and just getting the job done uh, and making the best of it. And then before, if, if I could, Shane, I, you know, I, I don't know if, if Kamala was a guy that you looked up to. I, I don't know how much you might have meant to the whole community, but um, a, a major loss for the professional wrestling world this week. And in particular, I think about, you know, for black performers, that he was a, 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 in a lot of ways a trailblazer uh, during the course of his career. Did, did he mean anything to you as you were coming up? Uh, yeah. And, and, but, but, but they all did, you know what I mean? Because anytime you get to see yourself represented on TV, you have goals to shoot for, you have, uh, a dream to chase, right. Which is why it's so important now, uh, for my generation, the one before me and the ones after me, uh, to be able to have stars that are on platforms and being able to have that representation and it being done the right way. Because when you do that, you get to inspire more kids, and it only takes for you to be a spark to eventually light that fire. Shane Taylor, uh, what can we plug for you, dude? I know it's at Shane216Taylor on Twitter. Uh, Same thing on Instagram, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, like, T-shirts, where should people be looking? You can always go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor and pick up gear from there, or head on over to ROHWrestling.com. Uh, pick up the new Shane Taylor promotion shirt, uh, stand for something, bow to nobody. Uh, that's available right now. Uh, and I want to just thank everybody, man, for uh, supporting Shane Taylor promotions, for supporting Ring of Honor, uh, for supporting wrestling. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. No doubt, man. We're excited to have you guys back. And, and, and while we're happy that it's in Baltimore, we wish we could be there. We would prefer <laughs> right. that would be the case. Hey, Shane, thanks for taking the time for us, man. We really appreciate it. We'd love to do it again. Of course, man. Anytime. Uh, appreciate Shane as um, that came together last minute. And Aaron, you know, b- before we, we do our pleasantries to end the show, uh, we probably should spend just a, a minute reflecting on uh, on Kamala as well ourselves. And um, one of the most colorful figures <laughs> in professional yeah. wrestling history, to say the least. I, I mean, legitimately, and it, it, it's something that struck me. Um, since his passing is you can make a case that he's up there amongst the most underrated uh, personality superstars characters however you want to put it of all time because you don't you know when you're thinking of of the Mount Rushmore of that era you know you think Hogan you think Savage you think Piper you know you think those guys but Kamala as a heel as a foil for all of those guys was so important he was the guy who made people believe, who made kids terrified, who made, you know, they who got every reaction he wanted. You know, ho- one of Hogan's most successful programs was against Kamala. Yeah. 
it's it's remarkable to go back and think about it, but yet he's never on it because he, he wasn't the champion. He wasn't the featured guy, but he's every bit as important as those guys. I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And look, you know, it's it's an uncomfortable conversation that, you know, Shane Taylor just brought up representation and like how mm-hmm. you, it's 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 uncomfortable to have those conversations today about the Kamala character. But that being said, what he did in that era, you're a thousand percent right. It was in- extraordinarily significant. Yeah, I mean, obviously the character, particularly the kimchi yes. part of the character, incredibly problematic, would never fly now. Arguably shouldn't have flown and, then. And that's the point, right. <laughs> yeah, but knowing that, but, you know, through all of it, it worked. It absolutely worked, whatever we want to think about it now. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to find out what it is that us idiots said. It's just to pull the curtain back. We taped the entire show on Thursday not knowing that Shane Taylor was going to join us on Friday. So what you're about to hear is us wrap up a show where we didn't know we were talking to Shane Taylor. So I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what the idiots on Jobbing Out had to say. All right, uh, anything, I'm assuming you, I mean, like, do you want to start plugging VCIN? I, I, VSIN, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want, it's a, if you're into sports gambling, VSIN, founded by uh, Brent Musburger a few years back, it's going to be coming back in a big way during football season, and you can get a subscription service. And actually, if you have Xfinity in the area, it's on your Xfinity. You just say VSIN into your remote and pops right up. Is it video too? Is it? Yes, it's video okay. as well as Very uh, cool. audio. Very cool. All right, uh, at Brandon Linton, at the A Oster, at AJ Francis four one zero, at Glenn Clark Radio. That's how you follow all of us. Uh, GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. And if we ended up going back and adding in a guest, thanks to that guest for joining us. Um, for Brandon, for Aaron, for the main event, vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been jobbing out. Hmm. Jobbing out. Fuck running off to Vegas.